is money, honey. All we talk is money. All we talk is money. It's like bees to the honey. Honey, money, honey, money, honey. It's the sauce cast, baby. Great to be here. What an enthusiastic crowd we got out there in the audience today. A lot of spirit in the yeah. building today. I don't know about you guys. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Sauzcast here only on Valuetainment, the sexiest financial show in the world. This is where finance meets romance. If you've ever watched this show, if you've ever even kind of scrolled on the gram, on YouTube, you know that we're here for one reason and one reason only. And Natalia is going to help me explain that to all you men and women out there, especially the men. We have one reason, one reason only. And the reason is we want to see you guys out there get paid, paid laid, laid, and, and do it your way. way. Paid, laid, do it your way. What's better than that? Yeah. Uh, special, special guests in the house today. Some people that are uh, returning guests to Valuetainment. A lot of New faces. A lot of new faces. I almost yeah. said virgins, but you know, on a, <laughs> we love that too. On a getting paid, get laid, doing your way. That, that's kind of what happens. Uh, but thank you guys for being here. Thank you guys for watching. Um, we just crossed, uh, what, 200 and 200 something thousand. thousand. Wow. Uh, recently, we had a big uh, week last week. Uh, but we're back. We were just in Vegas. Good to be here. You're going to Vegas right after this, right? Um, let me explain some of the topics we're going to be discussing today, and then we'll meet our amazing, good-looking, sexy panel of men and women. Um, here's what's going on in the topics today. We talked about passport bros. Mm -hmm. You said you're the OG passport bro before <laughs> that was even a thing. You, you actually have a viral clip about that, about men, mm -hmm. women, Colombia. We're going to discuss a little bit of that today. Um, I'm going to, you know, earmuffs for you ladies and gentlemen out there that don't like. I'm going to coin a new phrase today. Uh -oh. There's passport, passport bros. What about the passport hoes? Oh, they're out I'm there. Just, I mean, what about them? I'm just, I just want to know what's going on with these ladies out let, here. Let them live. Um, uh, we'll discuss a little bit of that. We'll talk about traditional women, uh, Western women, Eastern women, Colombian women, all sorts. Look at the panel. Scroll out to the panel. Take a wide shot. Look at this. Yellow, black, Puerto Rican, and Haitian. Haitian? <laughs> Haitian, not a Haitian. We'll talk Haitians. We'll talk a little bit about Haitians today. Your viral clip about uh, oh, trans, like, like, trans stuff. Yeah. I just made that term up as well. Haitians. Okay. Haitians. No disrespect to my Haitian community out there. South by say Nabule, we good. Um, we'll talk about um, how Dan Bilzerian, the infamous womanizer, how he would handle a woman uh, disrespecting him, talking mm. to another man. Mm. We'll talk about some of the Tate stuff that's going on. You know, there no secret. You you said that you might be moving to a, a new country sometime soon. Yeah, UAE. The UAE, so famous for Dubai, obviously. So we'll talk about what the Tate said about uh, why the Middle East is better than the U.S. You've had a viral clip the last time <laughs> that you were on PBD Podcast, Zuby, um, about while well, Saudi is better than New York. We had a discussion about that. Um, we'll talk about conservative, liberal men while they're pushing Tate versus not pushing Tate. What women do is they're a double standard, OnlyFans women. Uh, we'll talk about depression. I love the tweet that you just had about today. Uh, I think you did it today, yesterday, about men being more useful. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah that went super so viral. So we'll yeah. see if you um, motivate some men to be more useful. We'll talk about bromances. Oh. What's the, what's the female terminology for bromances? Friends. Friends? Friends. <laughs> no, there's got to be something better than that, ladies. Uh, Bromance. Soul sisters. Soul sister, sister from another soul mister. Sister, sister we'll talk about that, mister. and we'll talk about the new Canadian uh, trans woman powerlifting record. Oh. I think I inspired get, that one. What's that? I think I inspired that. Oh, well, no doubt, we'll address I that. I did that, that, that sure. almost five years ago. Man. So we got a lot to cover today, and obviously we'll uh, pepper in 
some money conversations because this is a financial show. So we do want to leave you guys uh, richer than what we found you and even fitter oh. than what we found you. We've got some fitness experts out here, no doubt. So with that being said, let's meet our amazing, sexy, fit, hot, diverse panel. Yeah, I'm just adjective, adjective, adjective. Why not? Pay our people compliments. Um, to my left, Zuby's in the house. Rapper, public speaker, thought leader. I threw that one in there just because I believe in what you have to say. You host a podcast called Real Talk with Zuby. You're also an author. What did I leave off, Zuby? Uh, that covers most bases. That's right. Yeah, man. So you've been on PBD Podcast twice, I want to say. Mm -hmm. Very intellectual, very thoughtful. Um, always bringing the realness, um, telling it like how it is. Your first time on Sauzcast. Um, glad to have you. So what we're going to ask everybody, we'll start with Zuby. Um, it's the same two questions, so everyone understands where you guys come from, your background. Uh, since this is where finance meets romance, how do you make your money, and what's your relationship status? Sure thing. So relationship status is I am taken. Um, I make my money through music and merchandising, live events, both live performances and public speaking. Um, I've written two books, and I'm in the process of my third one. I also do coaching and consulting freelance for individuals and businesses. And I uh, invest here and there. Invest here and there. And you're yeah. a big advocate of Bitcoin, libertarian. Yeah, 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 yeah. big on Bitcoin, Respect. heavy bags. Um, but I may have lost it all in a boating accident, actually. In what, in a boating accident? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, I have you gotta no hold Bitcoin. on to that. I've lost it all. Uh, I, I love how you just threw in, I'm taken, like Liam Neeson vibes. Yeah. <laughs> just taken. Yeah, yeah, happily, happily in a committed relationship, which, Congrats, is, rel which is relatively new. That's awesome. That. Congrats. So, uh, yeah, off the market. We're finding love in a <laughs> place. Congratulations, bro. Thank you. The other good-looking, sexy, fit man on the panel, Fit X Fearless. He's in the house from Colombia. Oh. Nice to be here. From Portobello, Colombia. <laughs> in the house. Men's lifestyle and self-improvement coach, YouTuber, and influencer. How you doing, man? I'm doing awesome, man. It's great to see awesome. I've seen you go viral. I, half the time, your shirt's not on. I'm like, yeah. This is <laughs> It really motivates me. I'm like, I got to hit the fucking gym, bro. I've been Appreciate in Vegas. It. I've been in Aspen. I've been all over the place. I'm not, the not feeling my best, not, not in the gym. Um, so what's your deal? How do you make your money, and what's your relationship status? So I'm a YouTuber and a self-improvement coach for men, um, technically helping guys you know, improve who they are overall. That's what I'm focused on, uh, and I'm taking as well. Taken as well. Yeah. Colombian lady? Yeah. Oh. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. I'm the only single man on the panel. Oh, it's okay. The, the Latina's got I us, I gotta man. find me a woman, man. <laughs> no, I'm good. Life's good. Life's good out there. So, Colombian woman, how long has that relationship been going on? Almost three years. Wow, congrats. There's a lot of broken-hearted women in the panel. These sexy, ebony men. God, the ladies. It's messed up. Yeah. Okay. All right. Tough. I don't know. You're not supposed to see color, but I, I see two good-looking black guys. Sue me. Um, <laughs> let's meet our ladies. Thank you, gentlemen, for being here. Straight up. Um, ladies, uh, Val's in the house. Val Bragg. Okay, you might have seen her on Love Island, a reality TV show, where she may or may not have found love. I didn't. You did not? <laughs> All right. So what's your story? How do you make your money, and what's uh, your relationship status? So I do social media, OnlyFans, and Playboy. I also do... Uh, VIP service, that's more just for fun. Uh, just gives me something to do on the weekends. And uh, VIP services? Yeah, like bottle service. For a club in Miami? Uh, no, in Orlando. In Orlando. Vanguard. Yeah. Nice. So what's the difference between OnlyFans and Playboy these days? Same same thing, just different name. Okay. Yeah, I mean... What pays better? Uh, OnlyFans. 
Okay. For sure. Mm. But Playboy has that. Well, Playboy that, just it kind of just started, so it's still, gotcha. it doesn't have as many, um, I guess, subscribers in that sense. You know, okay. OnlyFans is a lot bigger because it's been around longer, so most of my money comes from it. So. All right. Well, congrats. Thank you. Raquel, Rosario. Did I roll that R correctly? Is, I, yeah, definitely. Yeah, that's right. It's my <laughs> show. Yeah, it's exactly. Rosario. <laughs> okay. It's your show. Um, it's your platform. You call it whatever you thank want. Thank you. So I see that you're a blogger <laughs> uh -huh. and a hairdresser mm -hmm. and OnlyFans. Uh -huh. Okay. I just threw that one in there as a guess. I had no idea. <laughs> but you never know these days. You don't assume. But Yeah, I just actually started it like uh, six months ago. I had one like during COVID and then I just was like, oh, I don't want this anymore. So then I stopped and I tried to pivot and change everything up. I built up my hair salon, my clientele, and now that's doing well. So then I went back to OnlyFans and now I'm doing that again. Nice. What do you and, enjoy and more? <laughs> OnlyFans or doing hair? I do both actually. What do you enjoy more? What do I enjoy more? Honestly, I, I've implemented the two before, before I felt like I was living a double life. Mm -hmm. And now because I put them together, I kind of enjoy them both because they go hand in hand. Really. What pays better? Um, OnlyFans. All right. <laughs> yeah. And relationship status? I'm currently dating, so single. Not married, so okay. I would consider Like you almost like asked the question now. I'm dating. <laughs> you're dating. Yeah, I'm dating. Nice. So you're not taking like some of other people on the panel. No. Well, congrats. Um, we I'm have a mother-daughter duo on the panel. First of its kind. Okay. Oh yeah. The mother goes first. Sorry, Penelope. Okay. okay. Go we got Helene <laughs> and Penelope. Yeah. Uh, the mother-daughter duo. We were actually I recently on my friend Pearl's show. You guys run a company called Step It Up Weight Loss. That's right. Tell us about that. Yeah, so Step It Up is a program to help women lose weight. Mm -hmm. And it's a mind-body-spirit approach. So it's mindfulness, it's diet, it's exercise. But we really go to the root. So we want to create long-term change, not just a get skinny quick theme. And so I've been doing it for decades. Nice. Um, under different guises, with different organizations and institutes and whatnot. And now we're just doing it because we also have a strong story. My mom died. Her third cause of death, severe obesity. And Penelope was 300 pounds just a few years ago. Damn, Penelope. Oh, you go, yeah. Congrats. Yeah, 300 pounds. Yeah, you look phenomenal. All right. What was your secret? How'd you uh, well, get step fit, act fearless? Step it up was a secret because I tried every single diet and nothing worked wow. except for just stepping it up, taking small steps every day in a lifestyle approach, not just like, oh, I'm going to do keto and then lose 20 pounds. Because I tried that and mm -hmm. then I gained it all back. So I took small changes that created great habits that then led to a lifestyle that I now live every day and I've never gained the weight back. Now is your program only for women or do you help men as well? We help men as well. Okay. Yeah. Because there's some men out there saying I need to lose some weight. For sure. What advice do you have for the men out there? Mm. Well, they got to step it up. That's oh. right. <laughs> These men got to step it up in more ways than one. Money, looks, game, yes. personality. Emotions. That's why we brought these gentlemen in here. Preach. They got to be useful, yeah. as a wise thought leader once said. Mm. <laughs> well, congrats. What's your guys' relationship status? Not mm. not the mother-daughter weird. I'm not being weird. Just, I'm in a long-term in relationship, general. but committed okay. long-term relationship. Yeah. Nice. I'm also in a long-term committed relationship. Okay. And how old are you, by the way? I am 18. 47. 18. 47. I wasn't going to ask you out of you yeah, know, respect, okay. but you offered it. Look phenomenal. 18. Yeah, you got to be 18 plus to be on this show. So you just made it. Congratulations, Penelope and Helene. Thank you. Uh, congratulations on your success. Uh, Karma's back. Karma, 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 karma. Hello. Hello, hello. She looks like Betty Boop. Super cute. She sings like Lady Gaga. Ooh. 
And uh, she's got swag. Thank you. Like Justin Bieber. I don't know. Is that, <laughs> Justin is that good? Okay. What's your story? What's new with you? Uh, not much is new. I'm still trying to figure out, you know, how I'm going to go about promoting myself as far as music goes. I'm a medical esthetician. I do lashes. Um, I also do stage production, so I'm expanding a little bit there. Mm -hmm. And I'm single. Single. Okay. Well, you know, you're in a good place. Do you live in Miami? I live in Fort Lauderdale. Okay, you're in a good place for the music industry, yeah? Yes. Yeah. I think so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. and last but not least, don't count her out. We got Stephanie Woo! Villalba in the house, in La Casa. She's so cute. How you doing? <laughs> nah, stop hitting on the guests. I'm Relax, sorry. bro. <laughs> Let her talk. Thank you. Thank you. Stephanie, what's your yeah. story? What do you do for work? What's your relationship status? Um, I work in a pharmacy. I do lashes, and I also do like small collaborations on uh, social media. And I am single. Okay. How long you been here? You're from Colombia. Uh, yes. What city? Well, I was born here, but my parents are from Colombia. You're Colombian. Yeah. Okay. Do you know about Medellin? <laughs> you, know, uh, no. you don't know okay well one of the gentlemen on the panel lives there he can uh maybe give you a tour you never know but he's okay. taking relax <laughs> last but not least the thorn in my side oh. the peanut butter to my jelly the crack to my crack pipe oh gosh <laughs> we got nag talia natalia del valle in the house by What's the way up? She's not the, you're not the only ones on OnlyFans. Her feet pics are going half off these days because I cut half her foot off and I'm selling that shit. Um, you're welcome, you're welcome. Nat, how you feeling? What's new? I just saw your parents in Vegas. Yes. Your sister now works at Valuetainment. It's the, it's the Del Valle takeover. Yes, it is. Um, yeah, we've just been gunning and running, honestly, with Valuetainment. Running and gunning, Running too. and gunning both ways. Um, you know, Vegas was great. Uh, they ended up coming back. My sister came to work at Valuetainment. Shout out to you, Brianna. Uh, and yeah, we've just been doing so many busy stuff from Valuetainment, that event. You come back, we have mm -hmm. our vaults coming up. So we have a lot of things happening, podcasts, exciting guests coming. So um, yeah, it's pretty much what's new with me. Uh, aside from that, uh, I always kind of like to share with you guys. We are super excited for you guys to be joining us today. Uh, we have a really diverse panel. I even said that earlier before we got started. So I'm really excited to cover topics and hear from different people from different backgrounds. Um, and I think you guys uh, will very much enjoy today's podcast. So make sure you subscribe. Take a mm. second. Yep. Subscribe. Hold the phone. Like. There relax, calm down, subscribe, like, comment, and share because today we have a really exciting podcast. Mm -hmm. And I'll be reading all the super chats. So let's get some super chats for our guests today. Yes, and now we'll be reading the super chats. And the highest super chat of the day will get what? Nat's pinky toe. I cut that thing <laughs> off. We're going to sell that thing. I've been taking it. Yeah, I've been waiting to share right. it. That's right. All right. So thank you for uh, acknowledging the diverse panel yes. out here. I don't see color. I, I just don't because I'm colorblind. <laughs> But someone told me that there's a black guy on the camera over there. My guy Malik is out there. Let's give him a shout out real quick. Malik. Is he out there? Where's Malik? There's no camera on Malik? Malik? I'm right here. Hey, say hi. Yeah. Shit. Hey, Can we get a camera on him? We'll sort it. No? I guess there isn't one. There's no camera? No. Ilan, is there a camera on Malik? All right. Okay, we'll sort that. Well, now I feel weird because I just said yeah, we have a camera on him. But... Can we get a camera on Malik? Switch? All good. Guys, that was the awkward part of the show because <laughs> apparently we have a camera on Malik, but there's no camera on Malik. So at some point, you guys will see Malik. He will be revealed at some point. But if you watch the show, you know that Malik is here. Malik, you ready to rock today? Oh, yeah, definitely. That's right. Uh, Malik, move over a little bit so I can see you in between the pretty ladies. 
There you go. Shout out to Malik. Yay. Still waiting on that camera for Malik. Anyway, with that being said, uh, let's start the show. Thanks for the introduction. Um, it's so amazing that, you're, that you initiated this conversation when we're talking about passport bros. And you're like, dude, I was a passport bro before it was a thing. <laughs> so uh, there was an article out there, if we could pull that up real quick, Malik, um, that a man travels the world to date foreign women uh, and hopes to settle down one day. But for now, I love exploring the world. Is he, uh, according to many women, he's pathetic. Oh. And according to many men, he's a modern day philosopher. His name is Austin Abieta, and he finds dating outside the country more fun and exciting because becoming a passport bro, uh, self-entitled, is the best decision I've ever made. Dating d in different countries gives me the best odds of finding a partner, right? It's all about options. It's all about supply and demand. Get out there. Is anybody on the panel not familiar with the concept of a passport bro? It's okay. Raise your hand. This is my first time ever hearing of a passport okay, bro. Okay, so when I you hear it. this term, what do you think it means? what you just explained. So. Oh, amazing. We got a good listener in the house. Okay. So um, how would you define a passport, bro? You've been the OG in this game. You're a world traveler, not as a passport, bro, but you've yeah, lived yeah. all over the world. You were born in the UK. You lived in Saudi. You've spent a lot of time in the States. Mm. I'm sure I'm leaving out a ton of countries that you spent time in. Yeah. How would you define this concept of a passport, bro? Yeah, sure. So I, firstly, I think it's interesting that... Um, this is something that explicitly has a name now. I think, right. I, I think the sort of passport bro terminology popped up maybe around 2020, 2021. Mm -hmm. it's During something COVID, that, everyone was kind of uh, yeah, out there, it, work from it's anywhere. It's a phenomenon that has existed for many, many decades before anyone ever gave it a name. But specifically, it refers to men who obviously have passports because you need them to travel internationally, yep. but who travel internationally um, and date or have relationships with women in different countries. I think with the way the term's normally used, it's normally implying, and this is where the stigma comes, that that's specifically why they're traveling. Okay. Whereas I think it's actually a little bit more holistic than that. We've just got people who enjoy traveling around and they may or may not date people um, as they're doing it. Right, so no, I'm with you. As someone that's traveled all over the world, yeah. I've been to Australia, I've been to Israel, I've been all over South America, country, country, country. I was just going to travel. Yeah, I yeah. think part of the, if you go deeper on it, you know, with the rise of um, modern feminism, you would say, um, especially some of the stuff that is covered on a lot of men's podcasts, a lot of men are sort of tired mm -hmm. of uh, women of the West, specifically American women, Canadian women, um, the entitlement mentality, the delusional moniker that's kind of gets thrown out there. So there is a deeper level, and it did even go deeper during COVID. I, full agreement with you. We've been traveling for forever now. People have been traveling for but many reasons for the, a long but time. But what has changed in the last, let's say, decade is, you know, uh, the future is female vibe, the toxic masculinity vibe, these, these terms that get thrown out there, uh, sort of belittling women and empowering mm. men. And there's nothing wrong with women being empowered, but ultimately I say at what expense is there? So uh, Fit, Fit X, you live in Colombia. In Colombia. Yeah. What made you move to Colombia? I just love travel. And, you know, that was one of the places I visited when I started traveling out of college. And I just loved it. Um, so, yeah, I picked there to stay for right now. And in terms of the passport bro thing, I think, alluding to what you said, I think a lot of guys are just tired of being, feeling unappreciated in the United States. So they're looking for respect and love elsewhere. Because I think what 
feminism has done is made men um, not inclined to provide as much. So it's okay if I'm not appreciated in the U.S., I go provide for a woman elsewhere. So I think that's that's how the passport bros. You know, so you're, you're saying that it's specifically the provider mentality, whereas men, they've tra traditionally been the provider, the protector. Yeah. But as women have been uh, enabled to make more money and don't need a man as mm. much anymore, um, the provider for especially the average man out there, the working man out there, the construction worker out there, the teacher out there, yeah, it doesn't earn as much as maybe even some women out there. So they might not be as much needed as they were in prior generations. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I think I think a lot of guys, it's kind of a two-way thing. I, I support it, but then I don't like the guys who do it trying to escape the responsibility. Okay. So I think some guys, they don't want to put in the work to evolve and become a better man. So they try to escape to another country. So they take the easy route out. Right. But there are guys who are on this stuff, like who, who are working on themselves and want to just explore. And I, I commend those guys. Yeah. I just don't think you should do it because you want to escape. Right? Okay. Mm -hmm. and, and well, you actually had a viral clip. Malik, I think you have that ready to go. Sort of explaining exactly this. It might, might have been on my friend's uh, Fresh and Fit podcast. I'm yeah. not sure exactly. But you were basically saying this, because there's going to be a theme of this show about men having purpose, uh, fulfilling um, a, a higher level of achievement, being useful. So that will be a theme. And obviously, we're going to get the ladies' perspective throughout the show. Uh, so ladies, we'll, we'll be with you. <laughs> Let's play this clip, um, and then we'll open up this conversation with the ladies. Don't do the work and they come to Colombia okay. expecting the women to just bow down for them. I do say it's a more feminine culture. Like, you don't have to fight the women to be women opposed okay. to here. 100%. Like, I feel like in America, it's more of like a, even though I like this guy, even though he's the guy I want to be with, let me play difficult. I feel like that's not so much there. But if you come to Colombia and you're not in good shape, you don't dress well, you just think girls are just going to like you for you, then they have every right to finesse you. Facts. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. You can find good girls anywhere, bro. It's just, there I believe there's more feminine essence gotcha. right, that you don't have to fight for. Gotcha. A lot of guys, they don't do... Okay, so Zuby, let me go back to you and then I'll open sure. it up to the women. Um, go to the, like the most basic level of men looking for a wife. We're past just travel and just see, seeing other cultures. Why do you think the passport bros, this, this terminology, are actually going to other countries yeah. to find more traditional, compliant, subservient women? Yeah, um, I wouldn't even use the terms compliant and subservient. Um, I think really what it is, it's, it's essentially globalism applied to the dating and relationship market, right? So it's much easier for people to travel now than it has ever been in human history. It's a lot cheaper, more affordable. People are more worldly because people are connected online and you can see all these opportunities and see what other people are doing. So I think, um, I mean, really FedEx has, has nailed it. If depending on the type of man you are, um, you are going to find a greater percentage of certain types of women in different places. This is true at a state level, a city level, uh, an international level, and so on. So if you are someone who's got more of a traditionalist or even conservative mindset, there are still, by the way, in the USA, there are still millions and millions of women who are like that um, in any big city, let alone in places that are smaller. But the truth is, Feminism, not even, 
the weird sort of third, fourth wave type of feminism has heavily, heavily infected the USA and every modern Western country, especially in the Anglosphere. I'm talking about Australia, New Zealand, Canada, the UK, um, USA. So if you are someone who's not a fan of that mm -hmm. and who prefers more traditional relationship dynamics where you can play more of a traditionally masculine man and the woman is happy taking a more of a traditionally feminine role and you both appreciate that and it's a two-way street, then there are many places. It's basically like the, the cat's kind of out the bag now yeah. that there are many, many places in the world. In fact, the vast majority of countries in the world, um, the women are more traditionally feminine than they are in all these Anglo countries. Mm -hmm. So if that is what you're looking for, you're more likely to find that elsewhere. This doesn't mean that if you're a complete dork and a loser in your home country, you're going to magically fly out somewhere else and you're, you're going to be the man. Right. Um, I think some people have that kind of... By the way, bingo, this is but, the answer I was looking for. You that? said feminism has infected the Anglo-Saxon countries of the world. Yeah, United it's in States, the water, Canada, it's, yeah. Australia, um, certain Scandinavian countries. Sure. And if you're looking for a traditional relationship dynamic, you might find it in other countries. Mm -hmm. uh, all right, ladies, you're hearing this conversation go on, okay? Feminism infecting certain countries, um, traditional relationships. Uh, you're from Colombia, or your family's from Colombia, but you lived in the States, right, Stephanie? Yeah. Do you notice an actual difference between the relationship dynamics in the States versus Colombia, with the role of a man, the role of a woman, uh, protector, provider, especially on the financial aspect? What have you noticed? Um, I feel like in Colombia, it's true. Women are more feminine, and they look for a man to provide for them. Rather than here, a lot of women tend to be like, oh, like, I don't need a man to do anything for me. So I feel like he's, he's right. So how, how have you incorporated the Colombian vibe versus the American vibe into your life? Like when in terms of dating, you said you're single, right? Mm -hmm. So how do you uh, nuance that? Can you explain further? So <laughs> you're part Colombian, part American. Yeah. You have a good uh, grasp on how it works in both countries. Mm -hmm. What, have, what are the pros and cons of what you've seen in terms of incorporating those beliefs and values into your own relationship and your own life? Um, I feel like men nowadays, they, they're not, like here in the States, they're not providers either. So I feel like when in Colombia or other places like that, you'll find men who will provide for you and Basically, for me, it's just been hard to find somebody who will provide and act like a man is supposed to. Do you want some man, some man to provide for you, or do you want to take care of yourself? No, I, I would want a man to provide for me. Okay. Uh, Val, <laughs> yes. you know, you were looking for love on an that. island. <laughs> you didn't find it. Mm -mm. Do you, are you looking for a man to take care of you, or what role do you want to play in a relationship? Um, I want somebody to add to my life, not necessarily have to like have control over my life uh i actually was born and raised in costa rica so mm -hmm. i can definitely say that i see the difference in like how things work in like latin america compared to here funny enough though my dad uh he's american he moved to costa rica found you know a wife and everything Passport and bro. uh my <laughs> mom my mom i had to see my mom go from like losing herself over a man because the man was a provider the man mm. had the control. The man was the one that made all the decisions. So growing up, my mom would tell me, 
be independent. She said, find yourself, do the things that you love, and then find somebody that's going to add to your life. Don't depend on anybody. So from a young age, I've, I feel like I've been very much independent. And I kind of almost grew up with that mentality of like, I got myself, nobody got me, I got myself. But now that like, you know, I'm an adult and I have found myself and I have my own identity and everything I realized, I'm like, I don't want to be as independent as other women say, you know, I want to be in my feminine energy. And it's not necessarily like, I want a man to come in and like have to take care of everything. I think it's more like a mutual understanding of like, I take care of these things that allow me to stay in my feminine energy and you as a man do these things that allow you to be in your masculine energy. So mm -hmm. I think it has to be like a mutual understanding. You know? Well, let me ask you ladies, uh, I'm fascinated by the, the terms independent and dependent, mm -hmm. okay? Because, you know, men gotta get their money right, no, no doubt, you know, that would be called financial freedom is yeah. what, I, what I would say. So like, I reached financial freedom when I turned 35 and I became a millionaire and I could work from anywhere and I'm financially free and I can make money from anywhere, that, that was great to me. But I feel like men are built, once they make that money, to provide for dependence. Like, I don't know many men that are like, I'm independent, baby. I do what I want to do. I don't even want to take care of me. Like that whole deal. It's like, no, I'm looking for dependence. I'm looking for a woman to take care of. I'm looking for kids to take care of. I'm looking for mm -hmm. dependence. Like you have a girl in your life now. Like you're more than comfortable taking care of your girl. I don't even need to ask you the question. I already know that because you're a man. I assume the exact same thing with you. So my question for the ladies out there is like, you're searching for this independence. You're searching for this independence. You have women like your mother in your life being like, don't rely on a man. Like you saw what happened to me, be independent, be independent. So my question for the ladies is, all right, you get this independence. You did it via OnlyFans, mm -hmm. okay? You also did it via OnlyFans and also a, gr a great hairdresser from what I hear. <laughs> so I'm, the question I have for the ladies is like, for years and years and years, be independent, be independent, be independent, be independent. And then you come to this sort of realization, actually, you know what? kind of want a man. And I don't want just some regular schmuck dude because I'm making a lot of money on OnlyFans. So if you're familiar with the concept of hypergamy, if you're making six figures, if not more, you're not gonna date Joe the plumber, no disrespect for the plumbers out there. I'm just using that as an example. You're gonna want a high value man. Yeah. So my question to you beautiful, lovely OnlyFans girls is, um, you find this dude, number one, um, how do you like rewire yourself to actually depend on a man and not like, if he's like, listen, I'm the boss or I'm, you're really, if I'm paying the rent, I'm paying the bills, how do you not kind of just flip that switch and be, well, I don't need you, mother, you know, that whole deal. <laughs> and then number two, to the both of you ladies, and then I'll have the ladies weigh in, how much of a concern is the OnlyFans thing from finding your dream man? So go ahead, ladies, you wanna take this one first? Sure. Um how much of a concern is it right now to find that guy? I think that I can't say because again, who's to stay and I don't know the future, but I think that I found somebody that I would like to be with for life or he might be the one. And I think he feels the same about me right now. I don't know if that's true. It could just be whatever. But anyways, <laughs> points of the story. Uh, I think that, I don't know what I'm like, 
I'm like lost. I, I feel like I just lost my, my space. So I apologize. <laughs> It's okay. What happened to me? Um, I'm like, oh, 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 what happened? I don't know what to say. Um, Is it you don't know what to say or you're actually kind of stumped? Be honest. No, it's not that I'm stumped. Uh, Obviously, I must be stumped because obviously I stopped. Okay, gotcha. But I started thinking in my head and I was trying to... Sometimes I get really excited and I try to conform all the words. I'm like slightly... I don't know. I might have a disability or something. Well, we just (laughs) diagnosed it today. Congratulations. Thank you. Val, do you want to help your friend out? Uh, Yeah. So my question was, how hard is it to turn off the Miss Independence switch when you find a guy? And then how, part B, two questions here for us people that are diagnosing themselves right now. Uh, How big of a concern is it that you find this guy you want in your life, but he's like... Yeah, the OnlyFans thing. I, we got to do something about that. So you know, and can, then Fit, I'm sure, has some, some <laughs> choice words. I can definitely use my past relationship as an example. Um, I started making, well, actually, I always kind of made more money than him. But, I mean, it was always like a 50-50 relationship. Mm-hmm. And as I started uh, making more money than him, I realized that I started taking on, on like more things. Like, you know, if I wanted to travel or go on all these things, mm-hmm. he started pretty much saying, well, you want to do these things, you got to pay for them. So because I made the money, I was the one providing like pretty yeah. much for the both of us. Both of us. Yeah. Which Women is, were not built for that. Which I, I, found, <laughs> Straight I up. found myself, yeah, no, I literally found myself building up resentment because I was like, okay, if, you're, if you see me making more mm. money than you, and if I'm trying to like put you on on different things too, like how do you not want more? And I think that's when I started getting turned off because he would tell mm-hmm. me, like, Vol Valerie, nobody has this as easy as you. Like, you just have it easy. Like, this and that. And I'm like, yeah, I might have it easier than other people, but I think, like, if you really want something, you, you can get it. Why do you think it. you have it easy? Because of OnlyFans, you know? Would you say that what you do on OnlyFans is easy work? I mean... <laughs> I would say so, to be honest. What a lot of price say, do you like, think it, that... It's a, oh, it's a lot of work. Yeah, well, no, you know how they say it's that... It's work, but compared to me spending, like, 40 hours working in a week... Oh, sounds like, horrible. 40-hour work, work weeks? Hours. Jesus. I'm, I'm sorry. It, it is actually work. Let me ask you a question. You know, they say that fast money comes with slow problems. Go on the other side of it. What kind of problems do you foresee yourself having well, from making this fast mm-hmm. money? Well, I think it all depends on what, let's say, my future husband is okay with. Like, you go into other countries, that's Europe, even in Costa Rica, there's nudist beaches. You go and you're nude. So what's the difference of you being nude in a beach and you actually... Well, with all due respect, there's a big difference. <laughs> okay, well, I'm saying people Pop are your still... titties out on a beach to get a tan and then, like, people doing still... sexual acts online. Well, I don't do mm-hmm. sexual acts. So what do you do? I just do topless pictures. Okay. I mean, so to me, it's more like, listen, sexual, I'm the type that you know? if, I have, if I have a baby yeah. and I'm out in a train, I'm going to pop my titty out and breastfeed my baby. I don't care. But that's just the type of person that I am. That's gotcha. how I was. Like, I like how the, you're, you're nudist beach, breastfeeding, OnlyFans. And the culture. There's no was, difference, Val. I mean, it's, it's, it's the human body. It's, at the end of the day, you're nude. So whether it's a picture or you see it in person, you're still mm-hmm. nude. You're seeing gotcha. the same taste. So just so I fully understand, are you saying that, A, there's no difference, or B, the guy that you end up wanting to be with? Because you're a beautiful girl. I'm sure a lot of guys are literally giving you money to see how beautiful you are, uh, <laughs> that he should just kind of deal with it? Uh, I don't think he should deal with it. I think that at that point, it would, I would f- just find someone that doesn't see it as big of a problem as other men would. Okay. Simple as that. Fit, uh, you're a good-looking guy, strapping guy. You got ladies left and right. You got those biceps. Flex on them for a second just so the cameras <laughs> can see. They did, they did. All right, yeah. Aww. How comfortable would you be within a situation like this? Uh, first of all, I want to ask her a question. Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. 
do you do you maybe think there's a correlation with the kind of guy that you were with and the fact that he was accepting 50 50 and that's why he accepted you also being on OnlyFans? The what, sorry, sorry? Mm -hmm. The kind of guy that you were with, mm -hmm. do, you, do you maybe think about a correlation between the fact that he was accepting, he was doing 50-50 with you, and he was also okay with you doing OnlyFans? Well, at first, he, he actually wasn't okay with it. Okay, but, but, but that's what I'm saying. The correlation between a guy who was not as mm -hmm. successful, yeah. you end up paying the bills, mm -hmm. and he was also okay with if he Only had fans. been, if he had been a provider, I wouldn't have had the need to just. You would have quit it. OnlyFans. Oh yeah, for sure. Straight I up. Wanna, I don't want to do it. I do it because like it allows me to travel and do the things that I like when I'm young, but it's not something that I'm like, oh my god, it's my dream job. For sure not. I mean, okay. I want. I want to. What's be your dream job? Uh, I want to be a business owner. Business. Owner. <laughs> I'm kidding. I don't okay. know. I actually want to be a. This is gonna sound funny. Just a yoga teacher. What about a mother? <laughs> Oh, I'm going to be a mother for sure, too. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, let me ask the, the mother-daughter duo out here. <laughs> uh, by the way, congratulations on the, the successful story. Step it up. Weight loss. Um, you said you were 300 pounds. You've lost, what, over 100 Over 100 pounds, yeah. Congratulations. Helene, you started this business? Yeah, we started it okay. um, not too long ago. You know, her dad is German, and okay. I met him at a photo studio when I was a plus-size model, one of the OG plus-size models in the 90s. Huh. And I, we got married like pretty, pretty quickly after we met. And he said, first thing, like, no more modeling. Like, I want to marry said you. no more modeling? Her dad. Yeah. Oh, gotcha. He's like, you're not allowed to be a model anymore if you want to get married. And I'm like, well, absolutely I'm marrying you. You know, I love you. And okay. so that was a no-brainer. But there was tens of thousands of dollars on the table of booked jobs. And that was a big compromise for me. And I was a little bit unsure for a minute and then I was like no this is this is happening and I devoted my life you know to him and and our our life you know in Europe and so I lived there for 10 years what what did he have to bring to the table specifically financially for you to say all right no more modeling for me let me rely on this man yeah and I mean, how much of a challenge was that it, it, you know, it was a different lifestyle. Of course, I didn't have the same freedoms because I was in Europe, right? So we started mm -hmm. off in Germany. Then we moved to Switzerland and started our business in Switzerland. A lot of topless beaches from what I hear. Uh, lots of nudist okay. beaches, yeah. There you go. That's what I'm go saying. to Europe, baby. <laughs> no, but a Europe European is a, women wouldn't care, probably. It's a completely different mindset, yeah. you know, in terms of mm -hmm. women um, coming, kids come home for lunch. You know, like it's a very traditional, even though it's a modern society, it's very traditional. And so for me, it felt right. And he provided me a lot of freedom in terms okay. of, you know, sometimes like he'd call, he'd be on a business trip and he'd be like, where are you? I'd be like, I'm on a train. He's like, what do you mean you're on a train? I'm like, yeah, I'm going to Venice. He's like, you can't go to Venice on the overnight train. That's not safe. You know, so there was this, this like, this allure of like, I don't know this man. I don't know this country. It was exciting. It was different. It was, it was fun. And then of course our blessing, Penelope came into the world <laughs> and, um, no, but I didn't really have a big, big problem. Well, with let it. me ask you this. Uh, if you met this guy, this awesome Swiss, German, European businessman who likes to ride trains. Um, cars, no, fast not cars. Being weird. Um, <laughs> but he said, I love you, but I'd like to split everything with you 50-50. I can't be the provider. I can do everything else. Um, but I still want you to quit your job. How comfortable of that would you be? 
I, I, that would have been challenging because I was really successful at what mm -hmm. I was doing. So to rebuild in a foreign country, not speaking the language, would have been really challenging. Mm -hmm. But I would have, I would have figured it out. Okay. So love conquers all is what you're saying. Well, it was specifically that I couldn't be a plus size model, mm -hmm. and be on the cover of his family's competitors magazines. Oh, so I understood stuff going on. Yeah, here. I understood the logic. Well, let me that. ask you something else to, to stay on uh, the subject that we're talking about. Um, your beautiful daughter, uh, Penelope. She's, she's uh, lost over 100 pounds. Yeah. She's doing her thing. Uh, let's say, dream with me for a second. She comes to you one day, she says, Mom, I'm, I'm as beautiful as I've ever been. I've lost 150 pounds now. I've, I look amazing. I want to monetize my beauty. So I just signed up for OnlyFans, uh -oh. and I'm doing it, Mom. What would you say to your daughter? I would ask her to consider the implications of her choices and that thoughts are things, energy matters, and mm. that there's a whole cascade of consequences. Mm. Is that how polite you would put it? Or like, if you weren't on <laughs> yeah. camera, how would you? <laughs> well, honey, <laughs> so there's implications. Like, Penelope, what would your mom say to you if you came to her and said, Mom, I just got my OnlyFans account and the money's coming in. She would be like, I did not raise you. Like, I did not raise you to do that. So no, she would be like, she would not be as cool as you just were. Yeah, I knew it. Penelope, no, I raised you better than this. Okay. I would also never do OnlyFans. Why not? I believe that your body is a temple, and I feel like God gave us our body for one man, and mm. that's my traditional belief, and I don't believe that we as women are supposed to go out and take promiscuous photos and wear promiscuous clothing and sell our bodies online because that's not why we were created. That's not why we were made as women. And it's a disgrace to women actually to take photos of themselves online and post them because it's ruining the nuclear family. And, it's, and the fourth way feminism is being tormented and the reason for all of these terrible things that are happening like obesity and promiscuity are partially from women doing all of these acts of promiscuity and selling themselves online and saying that it's okay it's beautiful go independent boss babe and that's a movement that's totally disrupting all of the things that are happening in today's Well you can society. make a lot of money doing that. Okay. All right. But why do you need to So make you a have these two beautiful girls right here and yeah. like so you can talk to them. Yeah. You, know, you guys can have a conversation. So you basically said that it's a disgrace that what they're doing. I'll take a position here. Okay. Um, I actually think that it's a much needed uh, product in a capitalist free market society. I actually think a lot of men clearly <laughs> need to get off from these women online, whether it's porn, whether it's OnlyFans. Like, if the men weren't giving them the money, um, it wouldn't be a there wouldn't the be a place. thing. I agree. So, that, so who, blame the men. I, I, the I agree that I the men are the bigger problem. So who's to blame here? Is it the men? So also, what I will say is like, you know, like Dave Chappelle had a thing back in the day is like, you women are giving them up too easily, right? The, the, the price of pussy is plummeting, right? Like, you women give it up way too easily, right? Yeah. And you see that women over the last few decades, their body counts have gone from two, three, five, ten to dozens and dozens and dozens. So both people are to blame. So do you blame the men who are paying yeah. for the pictures or the acts, or do you blame the women? Because it sounds like you're blaming the women. 
Well, I would blame the men first, right? Because the men are the one that supports the system behind the entire taking photos of the yourself. Patriarchy. The patriarchy. Correct. No, no patriarchy. <laughs> they, they just they just take they they're the they're the reason that there is even a market for it. Can't so, it just be that they're horny men that can't get laid? But that's their problem. That's exactly that's what it true. is. That's their problem. Yeah. It's not the woman's problem that the men can't get laid. And so men need to true. do certain things. So women things. are capitalizing. Of the man that can't get pussy. On the set. By the way, what percentage of the men that watch your content would you say, best guess, mm -hmm. just can't get laid in real life? Um, I would say most of them, to be honest. Like, really? Even like. No, I don't agree that. No? No, I have like people that I've been on TV shows with that are my subscribers. I won't say what show, but. But they still simps. Like they could be successful no, no, simps. No, no. I think okay. I think it's mainly it's just mainly men that I think it, it's. Let's say for me, it's more of like a fantasy. So yeah, I'm a woman. Yeah, there's like free porn and all this stuff. I don't even do those sexual acts. So the people that come and see me, it's more of the fantasy that they built up mm -hmm. of me. Mm -hmm. So that's what I capitalized. Well, from. Penelope, you use the term what? Disgusting, what women do? Disgrace. No, no, not disgusting. You disgrace. said what? It's a disgrace. Disgrace. Oh, my disgrace. apologies. <laughs> disgrace. So why do you think what she's doing is a disgrace? Or both of the girls doing? It's not a hit at you. It's a hit at the industry itself because I see the way it's hurting young women specifically mm -hmm. and creating this industry of young women who are now posting themselves online who are under 18 doing sexual dances, doing sexual things online. And I'm like, oh my gosh, where are they getting it from? Mm -hmm. They're getting it from these types of acts online. And so that's where I see the disgrace pl at play. Gotcha. Would you ladies like to reply to our fr young friend here? Um, essentially using the word disgrace for what you guys are doing. How would you respond? Yeah, I would like to say that there's a lot of influence in the opposite sector for men that are watching other men who are deliberately insulting women. And then now they're teaching young boys to treat women poorly, calling them derogatory names, et cetera, et cetera. So it's kind of goes hand in hand, you know? How about you, Val? Culture's broken, man. Um, I think uh, there's just there's always gonna be two sides to every story, and at the end of the day, you're just gonna have which like whatever mm -hmm. you want to believe in, that's what you're gonna believe in. Gotcha. Yeah. Does that make sense? I could tell you right here, like, oh no, it's not like that. And then if you want right. to believe that it's gonna be this way, then that's what you're gonna hold on to, and that's what you're gonna be. You're gonna Helene, believe in. Uh, your your daughter gave a very impassioned speech against <laughs> why she wouldn't do OnlyFans. You were like. You know, it's, there's not maybe some things that <laughs> should we consider. Based on what she said, how would that conversation actually go? I think there's misplaced sexual energy in our society. Mm -hmm. And I think that's one of the main causes of obesity. It's one of the main causes of also men not being able to rise. It's just like we're, our, our, how we're meeting our hungers mm -hmm. and how we're satisfying our desires is kind of wacky. Yes. Gotcha. Yeah. And I think this is just one expression of that. Karma, have you ever considered yeah. doing OnlyFans? I mean, if I was that type of person who was willing to do it, I mean, I think I would. But the problem is, is that we have, you know, men like these two that are sitting here and they don't want a woman like that. And so I know what type of woman that I am and I don't want to be and what type of man that I want. And so putting myself in that position is not gonna make anything easier for me. So mm -hmm. even if it's tough, 
I still make sure that I keep my morals, um, that I make sure even if people are gonna disrespect me, that I respect myself first. And respect. How about so, you, yeah. Stephanie? Is that something you've ever considered? If I had the balls to do it, I, yeah, I would. Well, hopefully you don't have balls. <laughs> Maybe that's what people are paying for, but what do you mean by having the balls to do it? I feel like I care a lot of what other people think, so I feel like if I did create one, mm -hmm. I feel like okay. I'd, I'd I be think, scared of I think that's, that's the thing with most women, too. Mm -hmm. It's also not only, like, yeah, you, I understand the moral part and everything. At the end of the day, I feel like we all have different opinions of mm -hmm. what our morals are, what's good and what's bad. Um, but most people care about what other people are going to think of them. Mm -hmm. Whereas like, if you know who you are and you know your values and you know the kind of person that you are, at the end of the day, we're all going to have a past. We, mm -hmm. we, we've all done, like, it's like saying like, you would, you would date a man that it's like the best man ever now, but back, back in who knows when he did something bad and went to prison. And now well, he did his time and now he's, he's good. I'll right? say one thing and then I'm going to give Zuby the, the final word here on this because he's a thought leader <laughs> and he's going to kind of talk about society. Um, should you care about what, it's a weird angle. Should you it's care like about... It's like if you want to say the No, no, I'm not. I'm yeah. just, I'm commenting in general. This is my opinion. Say yeah, I'm right, yeah. I'm wrong. It's good. Uh, should you care about what um, your grandma has to say? Yeah, probably. Honestly, that's, that's yeah. what stops me. Okay. Yeah. By the way, okay, well, uh, should, <laughs> should you care about what your parents have to say? Yeah, yeah for sure. Should you care about what your friends have to say? Yeah. No doubt. Should you care about what your siblings have to say? For sure. But most importantly, the ladies... Do you care about what potentially your future husband would think? Because uh, there's a girl that I met uh, uh, years ago. <laughs> no, not you, but you know, I'm you, know I'm, you know who I'm talking about. Oh. Beautiful girl, sexy girl. Mm -hmm. um, uh, and I found out that she did OnlyFans. I know mm -hmm. who. And yeah, I know you know who. Now I know. And <laughs> I, we were having a good time. And but once I found out, and we were we weren't serious, but it was it was on. Mm -hmm. I literally was like, "It was great meeting you. I wish you the best in life. Lots of love. Mm -hmm. This ain't for me, baby." Yep. Yeah. And she was like, "What? We had so?" I said, "Nah, I can't." Yeah. Like, because men care about a woman's past, women care about a man's future. And there was, you know, no way that I would feel comfortable wifing up that girl. That's just me. So. I always say this to girls, because we've had OnlyFans girls on the show. I say, once you've done it, you know, the internet wins. The internet is forever. Yeah. Like, own it. Do it. Yeah. But just know that it might be a challenge to find that future husband. Because after doing this show for so long, I know that most women want the full package guy. Right? The hypergamy, sexual market value charts is 80% of women are going over the top 10, 20% of men. They want a guy that makes six figures and then some. They want a guy six foot. They want a guy with a good personality. They want a guy that's cool, that's funny, that's yeah. smart, that is nice to grandma, but also rough in the bedroom, oh. earmuffs. They also want, you know, a guy who'll take care of the pot. Like, they all want all these guys. And those guys, it comes down to supply and demand, are like, yeah, you're hot, but you did OnlyFans. Like, all right, you're a traditional woman, but you're kind of fake. Like, men kind of have that selection. So my only thing for women is if you, if you do this path, more power to you, just know what comes uh, at the end of something like this. Zuby, you, you give a lot of political thought, wow. a lot of societal thought. Man, I've had so many Wrap thoughts this all this up for thing. us, brother. Well, look, I, I can approach this from different angles. I, I think, first of all, people need to not be 
delusional. Um, actions have consequences. Of course. And there's a difference between the idealism of thinking, oh, I think, uh, you know, there can be a guy who's five foot six and he's making 30K a year and he's not particularly good looking or well dressed or whatever. And, you know, he may think in his ideal, hey, I want a woman who looks like a supermodel and can cook like a professional chef and she's a wonderful mother and this and this, <laughs> right? Like he can have his whole ideal thing, but it's like, bro, don't be delusional. You, you have to be right. realistic. It's not even saying it's completely impossible to get that. So I would just say to any one young woman who's doing this or is thinking about it, and I'm not trying to put this on anyone personally, it's just realize, be honest about yourself about what the potential consequences of this are because they are real. And you could say, well, you know, I don't think a man should care about this or whatever. But if you want a guy who's even got, the truth is, look, something very obvious. If you want a guy with a more traditional mindset and the type of guy who's going to want to be a, more of a protector and a provider and not want to be going Dutch on everything and all that, those are more conservative values. Those are more conservative type of men who have that mentality, right? If you want a guy who's not going to care about any of this stuff and, you know, it's, it's going to conflate with the same type of guy who also is going to probably display a lot of the qualities that you are not aiming for, right? I don't even just mean this in a hard political sense. So I think people just need to be very, very, very honest about this. Again, it's not something, it's not a cat you can put back in the bag. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Where, what I did really want to say, and it's totally cool if you want to move on to a different topic, but I think what's actually a lot more interesting than getting lost in the morality and even the consequences of this is just to think about what's going on in our wider society and culture that's even creating this dynamic on both ends. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm not confused by why women would be tempted to go and do OnlyFans. That's not confusing to me. I agree. I'm like, who are all these guys who are spending yes. billions Bingo. of dollars Bingo. Yeah. on this stuff? Like, like, who are you? Why actually, are you doing it? Like, what's, no, what's I going actually, on I can say here? I've had people that have, uh, just one person has spent over like, like uh, 3K in one yeah. month. Okay. I'm actually thankful. I'm going to come back right to you. I'm actually crazy. thankful that there are sex workers out there to alleviate men um, <laughs> from their situation if they can't get women in real life. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm, there, there, there's men on this panel yeah. that don't have that problem. It's a chicken and egg okay. scenario as well, though, isn't it? Go ahead. Like, I don't, I don't believe that there's a guy out there who you couldn't build up to a man who can happily get a wife or a, 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 get a wife. I mean, all of human, for however many decades and centuries, all sorts of guys. I mean, if you go out there in the real world, get off the internet and walk around, it's not like every guy who's in a relationship or every woman who's in a relationship is looking like some supermodel or some super high value yeah. man or whatever. Like, it's, it's normal people all around the world. So I would, I would push back on the idea that this is the best outlet for these type of men. I think actually that's like a massive cope and you're taking an easy route out of, you know, what, I'm just going to sit here and I'm just going to fap on Pornhub or OnlyFans instead of building myself up into the man who can actually mm -hmm. get a woman who looks like this in the real world. And that's no where doubt. dudes' heads need to go at. Of if course. All, and if all your energy is going out on that, right, into the tissue as you look at your screen, then um, sorry to be crude, but you're not then putting that energy where it actually needs to be going. Yeah, well, I'll say this. No doubt that... Um, Every man starts as a blank slate and you need to improve yourself. But a lot of people don't want to work. They don't want to earn. They want to take the easy way out. Why go out to a club and get dressed, spend money, and get out there, be nervous as hell, talk to a girl, get rejected. You know, you don't have enough money. You don't have enough status. You don't have friends. You don't know the door guy at the club. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of guys that are just like, oh, 
OnlyFans it is. Step it up. But you hit the nail on the head with, uh, you talked about global, um, globalization mm -hmm. when we were talking about the passport bro situation, right? There's also a globalized sexual marketplace. So now these women, beautiful women, they can get approached by guys from America, mm -hmm. Canada, the UK, Australia, Saudi Arabia, Dubai. There's men hitting them up. Now you're competing with every man in the world. So if you're a dude in Tulsa, Oklahoma, you know, 20, 30, 40 years ago, prior to this internet, mm -hmm. dude, you went to the local bar, you're that dude in Tulsa. You're Tommy from Tulsa. Do, do you know what else? Now you got to compete with everybody, though. Yeah. Do you know what else also gets missed in these conversations? And again, I think this says a lot about where our society is right now is you only need one. Mm -hmm. You don't need to date the whole world. So whether I'm hearing women complaining about like, oh, there's like no men out there, this or that, the market is terrible. Men are saying the same thing. I'm like, look, just in this country, there's over 300 million people, right? Like you're telling me you can't find one person of the opposite sex who likes you and is attracted exactly. to you and wants to spend like I, I think people have this idea that you have to date the entire opposite sex yeah. yeah right guys have this idea oh i need to date like all of these millions of women it's like no you don't like so you could be in the crappiest environment you could be in whatever but i'll tell you what if you've got your stuff together i guarantee you there's no way you're in a city of a million plus people and Here, here's what i'll say to that because you are right and you I, I, I don't even know if you would, i would label you an optimist you're a realist that was sort of an optimistic realistic, answer. Realistic you, I mean, you keep it real. I mean, your podcast is Real Talk with Zuby. So, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. but what I will say is that, like, one-itis is a thing, brother. Hear me out. So, like, if it's, like, one just need one. Mm -hmm. Like, I just got to find the one. The problem with a guy just being, like, I just got to find one. Mm -hmm. You know, because I'm going to give you guys credit, you probably had a dozen women to choose from. But you chose this girl because she embodied all the qualities that you were really looking for. Yeah. And from what I've known about you, that's a pretty high standard. Like, you're not dating just some random chick because she's hot. You're an intellectual. You're a thought leader. You've got values. You've got morals. You've got principles. So, yeah, you are looking for one, but you're choosing from one from many. From mm -hmm. one came many, like e pluribus unum almost. <laughs> but the point is, for a man, for a high-value man, a man of status, it's like, okay... You all know how it works, dudes. You're talking to 10 different women, and five of them are just kind of hot but annoying. Three of them are like, you know, I'll deal with. But then there's like one or two, you're like, oh shit, this could be the one. Yeah. Yeah. So in regards to like the one thing, yes, you are looking for the one, but if you have no leverage or no mm -hmm. options, that one, if she breaks up with you, you're fucked. Yeah. But if the 10 women, but, and you, you're the guy sort of in the power position that chooses the one girl, then like you kind of have leverage. Like how did it work with your girl in Colombia? From what I know in thing. Colombia, you probably had a thousand women coming at you and you're like, you, I just changed your life. Have a baby by me, be a millionaire, bitch. Like, how did that work? No, I agree 100%. I think for men, like pain and trauma we, is needed for us. It's yes. not needed for women. So this is why women being promiscuous and going through all these problems is not needed for, for you guys to find the right man. And, but for a man, he has to go through trauma. He has to become something. He has to go through heartbreak to find the right woman. Mm -hmm. like he can't just meet a girl and just pick a girl, and this girl would be the best woman for him. Mm -hmm. He needs to be able to vet women properly, find the, the negative things he doesn't like, because most men don't have options. 
Yeah. Well, so it's the same thing for women, though. No, no. Women have options. Have, yeah, you don't have. What do you mean it's the same oh, for yeah, women? But like mm. most men are not worth it. But so, because you're putting yourself. So that's what I'm trying to bingo. say. Like, it's not easy for us because we also have to almost date. And I'm not saying sleep around. I'm saying like date as in like see what qualities this man brings to see if, okay, this Let, is somebody mm. that allows me to feel safe and can, I can allow him to have some sort of control. Val, let's sense? use a real life case scenario. <laughs> let's play a game. Okay. On the Saucecast. You like the games, right, Nat? I like the games. She likes the games. Yay. Okay. How many men, let's just say, on a one night out. Mm. I could ask in a year, but let's, one night out in Orlando, Miami, how Orlando. many men come up and talk to you? And whether it's like the hey ma guy or the like, hey, can I buy you a drink guy? On a given night out, how many men approach you? So this is something that I had to learn the hard way. Uh, I'm actually a very nice, kind person based on mm -hmm. my background from dating, actually my past relationship too, my, uh, ex-boyfriend will tell me, Valerie, you're too nice. Mm -hmm. You're too naive. This men, just you being nice to them, they think you're flirting. So just how many, how many? Give me a number. I mean, I don't, a lot. How like, many? <laughs> throw a number. I mean, over 30. Oh no, I'm not that many for sure. I mean, Doesn't... I don't, I don't even go out like that, but I would say Orlando? average, average, Orlando, like five <laughs> would hit on me or okay, something, five. but I just have to look now. I have sure. to look. And I think it's way more than that, but you're being, you're being no. nice. All right. How about this? How many men do you go up to and say, Hey, how you doing? Can I buy you a drink? What are me? you up to? Yeah. You. Oh, never. Okay. So that's my point. <laughs> so you're basically saying, Oh, you know, we got to choose okay. up too. No, no. The man guess, is yeah. doing the yeah. hunting. The woman is doing the nesting that's and true, yeah. basically it's incumbent on a man to go up and try to get as many numbers as possible and then find the one. Like, Stephanie, do you live in Miami? Mm -hmm. Okay. Do you ever go out? Yeah. Okay. Now, when you're out being cute in the <laughs> so club cute. and being so sweet and nice, do guys ever come up and talk to you? Yeah. On a given <laughs> night, you go out to live or story or yeah. whatever. Mm -hmm. How many guys come up to you and just say, hey, how you doing? A lot. A lot? Yeah. <laughs> give, me, give me a number. Um, yeah, like five. Just five? <laughs> Guys, it's way more than five. Okay. Now, Stephanie, how many, how many come, how many come up to you? How many do you go up to and say, hey, how you doing? None. Okay. We're sensing a theme here. Man, Karma? What about the internet? That's yeah. Uh, what about, okay. what oh, about yeah. the internet? They say, they say how many requests. guys are sliding in your guys' DMs, ladies? How many, how many DMs are you getting? Yeah, a lot. A lot? Nat, how many DMs are you getting? Actually, not a lot. Stop it. You, you lie. You lie. Okay, that's right. She's working on the internet. How about you, Raquel? Guys it's, approaching you. Depending on a viral video, it can be anywhere from like 10 to 100 in Damn. a day. Okay. Karma, how many guys are sliding in the DM because they like the cute Betty Boop look? And you can sing. I guess maybe like eight. Eight. Yeah. Okay. Ladies? A, a pretty girl will get approached more in a single night than a man does in his entire life. Correct. I get marriage proposals. I get... Yes? Oh. I at the grocery store. Okay. I mean, three to five people. I don't even okay. know what it is, but... She was chased down at the grocery store. This guy chased her down. I was like, I've been seeing you this whole mm -hmm. time. Here's my number. And he, like, chased her wow. down. Like, Please marry no, all me. all the time, everywhere. All, yeah. So what's my point? <laughs> what's my point? Okay, so I made my money in financial sales. So for a man... Uh, did I just pick up the phone and call one prospect and be like, hey, sir, uh, I'm interested. He hung up and I'm like, oh, shit, I guess I'm done. No, I made a hundred phone calls a day. 
So for a guy, Zuby's right, you got to find one. But in order to find that one, you got to make 100 phone calls as a man. Because they're getting DMs, they're getting hit up, they're getting marriage proposals, they're looking to buy you drinks. And you girls, for the most part, are not approaching any dudes. Would and that's just kind of how it works. Would you actually be turned on if that were to happen? Like, I, I feel like if a female does that, they're kind of like, mm. Like I would be sketched it. out. I would be sketched out. See? If a girl came, I'll tell you why. A girl came, it was so funny. This is a few, this is like a couple years back. I'm sitting at a bar in New Orleans. And this girl is kind of where you guys are, across the bar. And she's like, hey. I'm like, hey. You know? <laughs> and I'm with my buddy, Adrian, you know him. Uh, and, he, okay. and the bartender, she goes, hey, that girl bought you a drink. Oh. And when I say that this girl was 10 out of 10 gorgeous, I'm thinking, this fucking Ashton Kutcher here. Like, am I about to get punked right now? And uh, he's like, yeah, the girl. And Adrian's like, go say hi to her, bro. I'm like, this girl's gorgeous. I get up, I walk around the bar. It's a you know, bar stool. I sit down. This girl is bigger than you were at 300 pounds. No. Like, Hey, what? Yeah, humongous. But I only saw neck up. What kind of bar she, was she, that? She had some. <laughs> what I mean, are you drinking? Yeah, she had some big. No, yeah. I'm telling you, you did not see it in the face. That's she was so like, weird. you know those girls that are like bigger but really pretty? Yeah. Like an Ashley Graham or whatever. Like she had some, you know, Beautiful. really nice hands. Oh. And, uh, <laughs> and I get up and I was like, oh, hey, thanks for the drink. So, lesson learned. If a hot girl is just randomly buying you drink, red flag. Red flag. Um, <laughs> But thank you guys. But can I for say that. one thing? Yes. I think something that no one really talks about is like if every woman and man were pure in the just waiting for marriage aspect of dating, that pe more women and men would be able to find marriage and true purity. And mm -hmm. that if we just waited for marriage, we simply yeah. would have a healthier, more beautiful society and the nuclear family wouldn't be so broken anymore. Well, so that's I, where religion come in, comes into play. Well, yeah, I, I, love, I love your... Uh, I love... And it doesn't can, have to be a can give you a good response on this. I love um, kind of the thoughtfulness <laughs> and also like the like, oh, wouldn't it be nice fairy tale of it? <laughs> yeah. But with all due respect, these days, it's actually delusional by the to way, think that by way. By the way, this is another, yeah. this actually comes back to the original thing of the quote-unquote passport bros. Yeah. Because <laughs> our societies and cultures are, they're so poisoned. This is not the global norm. Like, yeah. whatever it, the heck people are dealing with here and all this stuff we're talking about, it's social this media. is yeah. an exception. <laughs> Most of the media. world is not like this. Most of... Africa, the Middle East, mm -hmm. Asia, I'm and sure many parts years of ago, South, South it wasn't like that. America. Yeah. Well, so perfect segue. Have, okay, go ahead. Well, perfect segue. Zuby just like set me up. One, two punch. <laughs> By the way, do you want to get to some super chats? Or, okay. Okay, let's go. Get to this, and we're going to segue to exactly what Zuby talked about on societal norms, especially nice. in the West. All right. Well, thank you for super chats. I'll be reading them. We actually have some first time super chatters, so shout out to you. We've got Martin77, Adam, great guest on Access Vegas. That woman with glasses and a red shirt was not arguing in good faith. Yeah, I own that chick. <laughs> uh, then we also have Beaten Cheeks in the chat. Our shout guy. out to you. He said, Sup, Adam and Nat. Question for the panel. Since Passport Bros dominating overseas, will ladies change their ways of becoming the men that they want to be? that they want to be to stop the movement, just go back to Dubai. Let's go. We're going to find out, Beaten Shakes. That's the next out. segment, buddy. <laughs> then we have uh, baddies on my balls. 
<laughs> Shout out to you for the name. Beautiful neck. Kick nice. out the haters with the balls. In the balls. Thanks. <laughs> then we have uh, Vincente Romeo. Shout out to uh, FTX or FitX. He's one of my mentors and helped me improve my uh, my looks, get in shape, and grow my real estate portfolio nice. to a million bucks at 23. Do you guys think female dating standards will become more like U.S. in the future? We're going to have that discussion. And then we have uh, BB. Uh, shout out to you. I see you a lot in the chat. Adam, can you tell? Um, Adam, can tell you work hard on this show? Thanks, Brendan. Uh, then we have. Thanks. Yes. And then we have uh, BB again. He said Rolo's crying over girls half his age right now. Then we have. Uh, By the way, I, I was just with Rolo in Vegas. That's my guy. Yeah. So, yeah. Know. Be nice. We like to be nice here. Then we have uh, positive vibes. I care about what people think, but I don't live my life by what people think. Then we have a uh, social simp, the highest super chat, your first super chat. Shout out to you, social simp. Uh, question for the mother and daughter: What are your thoughts on Lizzo? Yeah, <laughs> real quick. Yeah. So you were a, you were a uh, you said plus size model. Yes. You see Lizzo trending in the news these days. Yes. Nat went viral for basically. I, did I said go that, viral. I said yes. Nat. Oh I said. Sorry, but it's true. I said, Nat, you're beautiful. You look like Lizzo. No. She said, no, I don't. Nah, no, no, you're beautiful. Liz what? Don't insult me like that. I said, what do you mean? It says, Lizzo's beautiful. You're beautiful. No. So you're a plus size model. You've lost 100 pounds. What are your thoughts on Lizzo in today's society with Big is Beautiful? Lizzo, if you are watching, <laughs> I really want to support you in living a healthy lifestyle because I think you have tremendous capacity to influence and to change people's lives and you just won't be here very long if you have and carry that weight. And so I would love to create a lifestyle that really works for you that's delicious, that's vegan because I have hacked that system. I was on MasterChef. Like I can cook like no one's business. And I just think there's a transformation available to you that's even more powerful. Oh yeah. Well, Lizzo watches the show all the time. She, <laughs> she watches it for Nat's take. So I'm sure she'll see this. How about you? I want to just say, like, any young ladies and young women and even men, if you guys look up to Lizzo, I just want to inspire you to just take a second look at, like, what she really represents and then think, okay, like, she has a great voice, maybe. You love her personality. And then also remember that when she talks about body positivity and how body positivity is amazing and being obese is beautiful and oh. you don't have to lose weight, I just want you guys to take a second thought and say, is that really true? Because for your health, being obese is not healthy and you need to lose the weight because if you keep carrying it, you will die eventually, maybe not today. And she's carrying a lot of weight and I also really want to help Lizzo, Lizzo if you're watching. <laughs> I really want to help you out because we've helped so many people lose weight forever and it's possible. I lost my mom at 59 mm. with severe obesity on her death certificate. Wow. And I just don't want that for anyone. It's totally yeah. preventable. Totally. And this is coming from a former uh, plus-size model and a young woman who's lost over 100 pounds. And I'll tell you right now, Ozempic is not the answer. No. Ozempic is not the answer. <laughs> no. Well, Nat, as I always I remind you... I used to be fat, too, by the way, years ago, then I weigh now. How fat? By today's standards, not insane. Mm. Heaviest I ever was was about... When I was 16, I was about 215. 250, okay. But did you look 250? 215. Or you like 215. Oh, that's not that 215. Bad. That's why I say by, by today's standards. No, that's... Yeah. Like, I was 230 no. at one point. But I'm like 190 now. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Looking good. Um, anyway, this isn't yeah. a uh, fat-shaming episode. <laughs> but Lizzo, get it together. Come on, girl. People want to see you thrive. Yes. Yeah. You know, Nat, you're beautiful. You look... Come here. Give me your hand. Come on. 
You look just like Lizzo, baby. And I love you for that. I look like Lizzo when you do better and you set a better example for okay. the ladies. Can I jump in on an optimistic yeah. take here? I think what's really important and something I like about this panel is I, I do think everyone here genuinely, we're coming at it from different perspectives and experiences, but I do believe everyone on this panel genuinely wants people's lives to be better and wants society as a whole to be better. Yeah, of course. Yeah, of yeah. course. And yeah. I, think that's, I think that's incredibly important. Yeah, I think yeah. that's really the name of the game of what we do here, why we have these conversations. So, like, I'm a financial guy, and I want people to get their money right, but I've also worked in nightlife my whole life in Miami Beach and have bars, so I understand intersexual dynamics, mm -hmm. women, yeah. dating, and I want, you know, the relationship component to, to do well. And I genuinely bring on, especially the men, uh, who believe in self-improvement. I mean, you're, you're a fitness improvement but you also talk about relationships right. you know Zuby you touch all sectors of society you yeah. know you know I think the world of, uh, of what you talk about but at the end of the day you're talking about improving society and the ladies too whether it's weight loss whether it's relationships whether it's a better understanding of how women think that's kind of what we do here so thank you Zuby yeah. Even you, Nat. Yay. Even all the <laughs> nagging. I know it's for the best. Yes. Um, anyway, thank you for the super chats. We'll be reading them again towards the end of the show. Get them in. You know that Hooked at Phonics worked for Nat. She learned how to read, and she's doing great. See? So, you know, you touched I on need something. I that for my disability. What's that? <laughs> I hope you. Yeah, I we'll, hope we'll, you. we'll get with that, you. Raquel. <laughs> so, Zuby uh, brought something up about uh, sort of the crumbling of the West almost, right? What, what was the term that you used? I don't even know exactly what I said. <laughs> <laughs> you talked about uh, essentially society, societal norms, things mm. have changed, things have, uh, are a lot different, especially in the West these days, right? Yeah. So you've spent a lot of time in the Middle East, mm -hmm. you lived in Saudi Arabia. Um, here's actually an article that I want to reference. Malik, do you have that? Um, about our friend Tristan Tate, um, famous for the Tate brothers, their relationship with Dubai, now they're stuck in Romania. You've interviewed uh, Tate. Them. I saw yeah, you've interviewed both of them. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we've done interviews with them that um, I think actually very highly of them. Love to get your ladies' takes on it. But essentially, uh, if we can punch in, so Tristan Tate compares the unsafe U.S. cities to the Middle East, and he discusses the morality with Tucker Carlson, hopes somebody can make America great again that is not a necessarily a plug for a certain president <laughs> that has used that catchphrase um but if you can punch in and scroll down a little bit um i can even look at it here uh sort of the cornerstones of this is that the dream of the west is dying and the middle east is better than the u.s specifically dubai so scroll down my friend so uh, actually if you go up just a little bit and i'll tell you uh okay so the the Middle East is, is where the future lies, and the United States has become too lawless and crime-ridden, okay? So, um, obviously, he's been taken by custody by Romanian suspicion of rape, uh, trafficking, of which I believe, me personally, that it's all a sham <clears throat> by the Romanian government. Scroll down, sir. So, he take, uh, keep going down, keep going down. Um, go back up just one time, if you don't mind. Uh, he holds dual citizenship in the United States and Britain and defines himself as an international businessman. Tra Tristan asked Tucker Carlson, what does New York have that Dubai doesn't? Okay, wow. they deal with immorality in very serious ways. Scroll down. Um, he emphasized that the Middle East is far better than the U.S. in many ways. He said Dubai has everything. It's a wonderful place. The UAE is a wonderful place. Saudi Arabia is opening up recently. And give it five or six, seven years, they've got the money. Saudi Arabia's got a nice, clean, beautiful safe cities that every millionaire and billionaire in the world can enjoy. 
Um, so essentially, and not so uh, choice words, kind of shitting on the U.S. Uh, and hyping up the Middle East. I mean, no doubt, you know, the United States has held the number one spot for really since World War II, if not before that. Um, but uh, what goes up must come down. So, Zubi, I know you lived in, in, in uh, Saudi mm -hmm. for quite some time. Uh, on the last Peabody podcast, you had a viral clip. I'll just kind of sum it up. You said in Saudi, there's zero crime rate, zero taxes, amazing amenities, fantastic infrastructure, incredible communities, fantastic schools, free healthcare, fantastic weather, and you are safer in any Saudi city than you are in any major U.S. city. So um, I'm not just, uh, I'm a proud American, so this isn't just like, Adam ah, shitting on the U.S. I actually want to hear the good, the bad, and the ugly. So Tate just said that. You've said that. You know, they also say that, like, all that glitters is not gold. So what are the benefits and also some of the cons of li living in the Middle East? So as an example, so, you know, Dubai. Have any of you ladies have friends that have spent time in Dubai? Yeah, all the hot chicks have friends that have spent <laughs> Dubai. We'll get your opinion on that. That's all other but, country. like, I want to give you the – I generally want to hear the good, the bad, the ugly from sure. you. Because if you, if you go to, like, some place like the World Population Freedom Index, the number one freest country in the world is Switzerland. The U.K., where you were born, is number 14. In the U.S., uh, we're number 15. Saudi, on the UK other hand. UK is above US? UK, number 14 wow, and 15. It was actually tied, but okay. I gave you the, the, <laughs> the tie goes to the runner. Saudi on the uh, Freedom Index is actually number 155 out of 165 countries. And the bottom 10 countries on the Freedom Index, this is it, and you can pull this up from the article, by the way, if you have that, there the World is. Population Freedom Index. Just go to the top of the article so people, if they want to reference it, they can look. Um, Saudi is number 155 out of 165, like I mentioned, but the bottom 10 are, are five Middle Eastern countries and five North African countries. So you hear all this great stuff about what's going on in the Middle East, but then you kind of cross-reference -re it with the freedom stuff, you know, freedom of expression, economic freedom, individuality, religion, what have you. So give me the good, give me the bad, give me the reality of what's going on out there and underpinning this conversation with yeah. the whole passport bro situation. Jeez, that's a book. A lot, loaded question that's for you, a, Zuby. That's a book. But I believe in you. I know you can handle this. That's an entire so book. You, okay. we, saw, we talked about the pros, which I highlighted yeah. already. Okay. So all right. let, let, let really me, the cons is what I'm concerned All right, let, let, me, let me just do a, a sort of train of thought on this. Um, I think the most important thing for people to recognize and understand, and I, I say this to a global audience and specifically an American audience, because I'm aware that most Americans never have and never leave the USA. Correct. Or certainly if they do go, no, they're maybe they going most, to Mexico or yeah, Canada. But, they're but, not but going to Saudi Arabia. Yeah, but right? They're not hanging out in Riyadh on the weekends. Yeah. So I think something interesting to, to understand, and this is true even of our previous conversation, is that everything, everything is trade-offs. Right? There's no, there's no, people always ask me, what's the best country in the world? And I'm like, what do you, what do you mean? What's the best country? What's the best city? Everyone's got a different totem pole and hierarchy of the things that they value and the things that they primarily care about. Mm -hmm. um, it, it, ranging from the, the climate to um, the, the job situation to, to safety to culture, there's so many things that go into it. So I never want to paint the picture that there is any utopia. I've been to 40 different countries, I've been to lots of different cities, I haven't found the, the utopia, but some places are better for others for different things. So coming back, answering the question. So firstly, 
again, sorry, sorry, I have to frame it well. No, that, this, I the, wanted the, you to, the Middle East to hit is, this. The Middle East is an entire region. It's a whole section of the world, right? Saudi Arabia, Dubai is not the same as Baghdad, mm -hmm. right? Um, you know, Kuwait or Bahrain, Kuwait and Bahrain are not the same, and they're certainly not the same as Iran and so on. So you'd have to go to more specific countries and perhaps even areas within them. In terms of the, I'll t I can talk about the Gulf countries because I've been to a lot of them. So this is Saudi Arabia. I've been to Saudi Arabia. I've been to Qatar. I've been to UAE and I'm moving there. I'm now a resident. I've been to Bahrain. I haven't been to Kuwait, but I think it's similar, Oman as well. Um, the pluses, if you are a, I'm going to try to be as accurate as possible. If you are a Westerner, if you're a Western expat and you're going to work in those countries, you generally will be treated far, far, far better and be compensated much better than you would be in your home country. They'll look after you, they'll look after your family, your tax rate is gonna go down to 0%, it might be 5% in some places Because It goes now. that low? Yeah, there's, there's no taxes, there's no income tax. Wow. Um, so your taxes, yeah, <laughs> your, your tax is coming way down, they'll take care of your health care. they may even pay for your children's uh, education all the way up to college, so on and so forth. There is what I would call passportism oh. in these places. So everything from your pay to how you can be treated and certain things can differ. If you're a British citizen or you're an American citizen, you're not going to be coming in on the same equal footing as someone from Sri Lanka right. or Pakistan. Will you be higher? Yes, you'll be higher. Gotcha. Right? Um, and there isn't, you, you have to remember with all these countries, the entire framework is different. Mm -hmm. these, are, these are Islamic based countries. So there's not this whole concept of you know, separation between uh, church, church and state. And, state. Mm. and you have to understand- A lot of is it Sharia yes, law? To yeah. understand, no, it's not hard Sharia law okay. either. But to understand these countries, you have to understand that the highest thing, okay, if you were to think of what's the, at least in theory, what is the highest value and aspiration in the USA? What would, this a question. The highest value and highest aspiration? Yeah, what's the thing that the US always talks about and aims to be the number one at? Oh, GDP? No, I was going to... Liberty. Freedom. Yeah, oh, freedom. freedom. Gotcha. Right? I got it right. I'm thinking about the money. Freedom. GDP. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that, that's actually interesting, right? It's all about yeah, the money. Yeah. It's all about the money now, yeah. But, but freedom is like the top aspirational yeah. value. That's the American dream. It's freedom, yes. freedom, liberty, freedom, right? Mm -hmm. um, you have to understand with these nations and many others, this goes, for, this goes for China, this goes for many African countries and so on, Freedom slash liberty is not the top value in mm -hmm. every country and society, right? Yeah. So if you're looking at South, this is why, why is that, by the way? Well, you, one would have to make the argument, why should it be? Maybe they've never had it, so they don't know any better. I mean, I don't think it's a simple question. I mean, okay, yeah. look at the last few years that we lived through. And you know my thoughts on the whole scandemic yeah, situation, right? Um, but we learned that actually most people value the feeling of safety more than they value freedom. Mm -hmm. Even in all these so-called Western democracies, how did they treat their citizens? Ooh, there's a little virus going out there. What happened to all your freedoms? What happened to all your liberties? What happened to all your rights, right? So- Taken away under the guise of yeah, safety, so, right? so for example, if you think of, so someone would have to make an argument, and by the way, like I actually naturally lean more libertarian, mm -hmm. but the idea that liberty is the highest value that a nation or a society or a culture should aim for 
is very much up for debate. That's not a given. I think if you live in the USA or you were born in the UK, mm -hmm. it's almost assumed, oh yeah, of course, that's the number one well, thing. Well, we all still, you know, but we still like, did the Pledge of Allegiance yeah, but, but, and sang the song, like, think of all, all Land of the Free, Home of the Brave. Like, like, think America, of, baby. Look at the, think, of, think of all these conversations we're even having. Right. Mm -hmm. right? What, are the downstream, what are the downstream consequences, right? So there's places where they're like, okay, our top value might be safety, mm -hmm. right? We want everyone to be safe. We want low crime. We don't want druggies all over the street. We want some, another top value might be adherence to a certain religion or faith. And everything is downstream of that. Another place could be like, hey, we want to make the most family-friendly environment, city, nation, whatever it is. So every country has a different sort of hierarchy of these values. So that's why when you're looking at something like a freedom index, mm -hmm. in my view, it's, not going, to, it's going to paint a distorted picture. Because this is assuming that the top value, they might be looking at, oh, how, how tolerant are they of homosexuality and cannabis, right? Like this could be, can I eat bacon there? Can I drink beer? You know, like, look, who you are, depending on who you are, mm -hmm. depending on your proclivities, the things that are um, important to you, there's going to be different places for different people. This is why, even in the USA, you have 50 states. Mm -hmm. What's happening? Why are people moving from New York to Florida? Why are people moving out of California and going to Utah? going to Texas and so on. It's like, well, hey. More freedom, probably. Yeah. Well, yeah. Pe pe yeah. People are voting with their feet. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. And so mm -hmm. this is true globally. So I'm not here to say like, hey, everyone go move to the Middle East. Everyone mm -hmm. come to Dubai. Everyone go move to Saudi Arabia or something. There's plenty of people who it utterly does not make sense for them. Know. It's not the best place. But there are many people who, hey, maybe Doha would be good for you. Mm -hmm. Maybe Oman might make sense for you, um, mm -hmm. depending on who you are, depending on your family situation, depending on what job you have. There's so many factors that go into it all. Um, so we've talked about some of the pluses, and I think we've also touched on, on some of the negatives here. Um, what just were those? As answering the question. So yeah. if, you, if the things that are massively important to you or you, you massively value, um, I don't know. Again, it depends on the country. Let, I have a question let, for you. Go ahead. You know, let, let him finish Dubai, the, let, though, let, let let him finish the, yeah. the cons. To, this is what, he'll answer this yeah, here. Sure. But moving to Dubai, what... What do you value there that you're moving there versus maybe another place that you've experienced traveling so much? Sure. Okay. Honest answer. Mm -hmm. It will save me millions of dollars okay. <laughs> over the course of time, millions of pounds in taxes that I'd otherwise be having extorted from me from the, from the government. It is extraordinarily safe. So I don't, it's, it, you actually have, look, here's a question. If, are you free if, you're not, if you don't have a basic level of safety? Are you free in San Francisco? Are you free if you, you can't wear... I, I have a, something I've coined called the Rolex test. And I think if you're in a city where you're not comfortable wearing a Rolex or another nice watch out on about on mm -hmm. the street, and you don't even have that freedom because someone's going to come and jack you, how free are you? Mm -hmm. Right? If I can walk around, if I can leave whatever, and I, I don't need to be constantly thinking about basic safety, then there's a level of freedom there. There's a level of freedom in not having 30 40% of your money being extorted out of you every year by the government. Um, fantastic facilities, infrastructure, great place to raise future children. Mm. Um, all of these things are very attractive, very easy to set up a business and run it out of there. Um, in terms of the things that are the downsides, for me personally, a lot of it doesn't affect me. I don't drink alcohol anyway. Okay. Yeah. I don't do drugs. I don't smoke weed. I, I'm pretty conservative mm -hmm. in how I even operate. There's nothing I can do in Miami mm -hmm. that I want to do that I can't do in Dubai. Fair enough. Right? Now, when it comes to your businesses, is most of your businesses coming out of the US? Um, very global. 
Okay. Very global. So yeah. okay. just to kind of, I see what you're saying, that it's a sure. spectrum, right? Yeah. Um, and it's, it, it depends on what you value. Absolutely. Like if you ask any mother in any country, what's your number one concern for your child that would be safety? Yeah, it's not going to be No freedom. doubt. It's not going to be freedom. It's not necessarily freedom. Yeah. But, you know, so uh, on, on one end of the spectrum, it's almost like freedom to do whatever the hell you want, mm -hmm. right? And on the other end of the spectrum is don't fucking kill me. <laughs> okay, so in, in America, we were founded on what rugged individualism mm -hmm. do what the hell ever you want to do like mm -hmm. go west young man So you use San Francisco as an example. Okay, or if you ever go to Portland or if you go to Seattle It's an absolute shit show it's terrible literally, but you know, this is where Silicon Valley is This is where Nike was mm -hmm. founded the economic output is insane out there but if you go, you know, this is my opinion, I don't know. Mm -hmm. But if you go to certain countries in the Middle East, like you don't even have the freedom to say what you want to say, do what you want to do, drink what you want to drink. So a lot of people are be like, yeah, like, yeah, I guess I'm safe if I shut the fuck up and yeah. do what they yeah. say. By the way, so it, there is that nuance. Dude, in the UK, you're not free to say whatever you want to say. In Australia, you're not free to say what you want to say. In Canada, in Ireland, none of in these countries, apart from the US, the USA is the only of these countries that has freedom of speech properly enshrined. Yeah. yeah. In the UK, in the Australia, in Canada, you can be arrested. I know people who have been arrested for things they've said in the real world or online. There's comedians being arrested for telling jokes. Right? So Maybe I they think just weren't that, that funny. <laughs> <laughs> so so I think it's a, I think there's a, a little bit of a of a facade here, you know? Um, and uh, look, I, th I think the whole thing is extremely complicated. There was something that you brought up. There was a point you were making and I wanted to jump. Oh, I know the point. The liberty in the USA, the liberty and freedom, those, for that to operate optimally, you need to have substructures and foundational pillars that coincide with them. Not at the state level and the governmental level. You, I'm, I'm talking religion, I'm talking family, I'm talking solid moral foundations that, the idea that just because you can do something doesn't mean you should. We all, we all understand this, right? Right, right? Just because you have the freedom to do something doesn't mean it's good, mm -hmm. doesn't mean it's right, it doesn't mean it's moral, it doesn't mean it's pro-social and it's generally good for yourself or your nation and so on. We all understand this. Mm -hmm. So I think one of the biggest problems that the USA is facing, the USA especially, but you could extend this to other Western countries, is these pillars have been attacked. These pillars have been eroded, right? Mm -hmm. um, the, the parent and child dynamic, um, marriages, families as a whole, both nuclear and extended, religious faith, all the other things that keep people sane and in line and acting properly, those things are being eroded. So if you have that and then it's just like, hey, but liberty, then what happens is you ultimately descend into, into chaos and anarchy. And what's funny is people don't actually like that, right? We have almost this idea that like the, the more, more, more liberty you give someone, the happier they're going to be. And, and that's not true. If you go into a if you go into a restaurant and the, the menu looks like a Bible and you've got a thousand different options, that's not great. Now you, you, you're like, what do, what do I even do, right? You need some boundaries and things in place. And again, this doesn't have to come from the state. This doesn't have to come through hard laws and so on. But you need certain boundaries and things to in place and things to aspire towards in order for people to live properly and not end up in a Portland or a Seattle or a San Francisco no. or, My, or, or You so look on. like you want to weigh in on this. Well, the number one country was Switzerland. Yeah. And after living there for 10 years, Penelope was born there, 
there are some very fundamental things that are intact there. Mm -hmm. And you have uh, not the right to bear arms, for example. Only people who are in the military, Swiss citizens, are allowed to bear arms. And it's like there's a lot of regulations, like you're describing, that create that liberty. You have to be insured. There's uh, no homelessness. There's uh, very low crime. They keep a lid on everything. Mm -hmm. So even though it's considered the most free, number one mm -hmm. on that list, it's exactly proving what you're describing. Yeah, and that also shows that, so some people think of freedom on one end and safety on the other. Mm -hmm. That's not, that's a false dichotomy. It is. That's not how it is. As I was even saying, to even have true freedom, you have to have a degree of safety. If you can't, we've got lots of attractive young women on this panel, like if you can't go outside after sunset or you're mm -hmm. scared to, be, like is that, is that freedom? That's so right? many countries though. It, I know it's many countries, so but many. it's, it's not Dubai. But who's, but who's Dubai? <laughs> have you ever been to Dubai? Yeah. No, I have not. It's this, is, this is one of the funniest things about those Gulf countries as well, is because people have this idea, oh, well, what about women? Yeah. I'm like, bro, women are so much safer in those cities than they are in London, than they are in New York, LA, whatever. It's not, I actually laugh that people even compare them. Like, it's not, it's not even comparable. They're so, so, so much safer. Right. And like I said, look, there are trade-offs. Um, for some people, it might even just be the heat. Some mm -hmm. people won't live in Miami or won't live in Dubai. You know, it's just too hot. It's too humid. And that's fair enough. I wouldn't Miami's the best place in the world nine months out of the year. Yeah, man. Different, pe summer, different, different people this like different things, This is not one of man. those months. Go where, yeah. you're, go where you're treated best and go, you know, uh, go where it makes Before sense we move work. on, anyone have a quick thought on uh, anyone here moving to the Middle East anytime soon? I actually have a question for Zoom. Hold on, we're moving yeah, on. Sure. We're moving on now. Okay. Because we, we have a half hour okay, left. Okay. So uh, I want to get a couple more topics sure. in. Um, the... Um, well, I feel like I want to get the ladies' topic on this because uh, uh, one of the reasons uh, we have these two fit gentlemen on, one who's gone viral for something like this, uh, has to do with some of, sort of the uh, conversation these days about men, women, what is a woman, what is a man. Uh, there was a new record set in Canada, um, uh, and I'd love to get your ladies' thoughts on this. Uh, Malik, do you have that article? Yep. So uh, pull up the article before we play the clip. So there was an, a new um, powerlifting record, um, world record, um, by, uh, you have the, the article, Malik? Here it is. Uh, who is Anne Andres? Punch in, my friend. So that is a woman. Well, it's a trans woman. Okay, let's see the top of the article, Malik. Uh, who is Anne Andres? So a trans male, which I believe is a trans female, I don't know. I'm confused. It's a man. Chick with a dick. <laughs> it's a man. Uh, she breaks powerlifting records, sparking online controversy. Scroll in on this beautiful woman for a second. Okay. She looks great. She's wearing a nice outfit. So wait, wait, wait. She was a woman that turned into a man or she was a she man? She was a man who has become clearly a woman. What are you talking about? So why about? trans male? Wouldn't that be a trans female? Yeah. We're all confused. It's a man. <laughs> Including that. It's a man, basically. It's a man. Uh, so trans. let's see the record uh, that she set. I believe we have a clip of this. This is, um, she's competing in the women's division, just to be clear. <laughs> women's division, she was born a man.
Okay. Well, congratulations to her. And she set a national record in the Canadian Powerlifting Championship. This was on Sunday. This was a handful of days ago. Uh, she lifted uh, 1,300 pounds, okay? 1,300? That's yeah. not 1,300. 1,300, Thir was it not kilograms? 1,300 pounds. No, no, no. I don't know. Don't correct me on this one. I don't know how they fucking kilograms work in Canada. 1,300 is more than the men's record, man. Okay. So... Men's Point is, she broke the record, okay. Zuby. Men's record is 25. The men's record is what? 2,500. Yeah, I, no, I am right here, Zuby. She was, men's record was 2,500. She lifted 1,300. Okay. I was right. I stand, by, I stand correct, sir. So it's pounds? Well, they, pounds. Use, they use kilograms for power, power yeah. lifting. Correct. 1,300. Do you know how much that is? 2.2. Okay. Guys, okay. listen, right. we're not doing a metric system. <laughs> <laughs> all, right. all the fucking... All the science geeks over here yeah. want to debate. The point is... The lady who okay, was born yeah. a man broke the record. That's the point. And it was over 460 pounds more than her opponent. You science geeks over there fact-check me. The point is, she crushed her components, opponents, okay? Wow, you, power really respect, you really respect the pronouns. That's right. Yeah. I, I, don't, I don't respect the pronouns, man. The powerlifter set the women's national record in Canada along with an unofficial world powerlifting record in the women's category. So... Ladies, just by a quick show of hands or just input, um, how many believe that that uh, woman is the rightful owner of this record? Okay, no? Stephanie, would you feel comfortable competing in a sport against a, a biological man? No. You sure? Okay, Karma? I wouldn't feel comfortable, but it's definitely something that I can uh, compete with. Okay, so you want to wrestle that lady? No, 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 no. Okay, there she is. How about you two? I don't think men should be competing in women's sports. Okay. I agree. Anything there? Raquel? Men should not be competing in women's sports at all. It's honestly a threat towards women. But okay. they identify as a woman. Uh, how about you, care. Val? At the end of the well, day... Well, I personally... Oh, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, at the end of the day, a man is always stronger than a woman. And that's this whole societal thing. That's you the see the guy on the left of you? Topic. I think you could take that guy. <laughs> no, I cannot. Go ahead. Show, show each other's biceps. I was born a woman, and I know okay. that I cannot go up against a man ever. Well, if he became a woman, that's fine. He could just compete with you. What are no. you saying? No. What do you mean? No. If he identified as a woman, that he'd be have every right in the world no, he to compete against you, Raquel. I do not care. No, How he could does you not. be so ignorant? I'm so sorry. How could you be this way? If he identified as a woman, he has every right in the world to compete with you. No. I don't know how I feel about this. How about you, Val? Uh, well, I actually did powerlifting. Funny okay. Enough, I'm strong. So do you want to compete against Fit X? Uh, definitely not. Get, by the way, can we I, see those biceps again? <laughs> okay, you sure? Biceps. How could you be so bigoted? <laughs> you ladies... You know, you need to be re-educated. I, I feel like this is a, an analogy for what I was just saying. Yes. About when you just give people complete unrestricted freedom with no boundaries. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Right? Well, we, we've literally been debating for the past decade if a man can magically turn into a woman. Yes. When everybody knows the answer is no. And we're well, still having these goofy situations. Well, I actually, I actually saw this viral post from a man saying that, like, it was like something about if you're in an island and there's, like, 50 female and 50 females and 50 males, in 100 years, you'll find bones of 50 males and 50 females. Uh -huh. If you were to find uh, 50 males and 50 trans females in an island, you would find in 100 years 
a hundred skeletons of males. And no babies made. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. so, FedEx, what do you think about all this oh, stuff? Yeah, this so woman funny. that won this contest, you're I a think, I fitness think, guru. You know what's going on. Tell them what's up. But, but I also think women have a, a, a part to play. Um, this whole culture about boss babe, you guys are accepting of certain things, but then you're not of certain things. It's like women want privilege when it's beneficial to them, and then when it's not beneficial, oh no, we don't want that. All right, we 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 want to take care of ourselves. Um, but no, a man can't identify as a woman. But well, I'm a boss babe. I don't need a man, and feminists rule the world. It's like it. At some point, women have to go back to being traditional and say, we are women, this is what we want, <laughs> and stop all this nonsense. What boundary would you put on women? That women have too, like you're saying women have too much today. Fair right. enough. What boundary would you say, like, this is the boundary where women should be able to have, and then from there, that's where a man's Okay, place. I think it starts with women need to stop being so impressionable. Stop allowing society to control you so much, to think that everything you hear is good for you. Um, like the promiscuity thing, the OnlyFans thing. Because you're giving power to these things, this is why society can then say, well, okay, you want to be a boss, babe. You want to be so independent. Well, everybody can be a woman as well. If you say, no, I want to stay in my home. I want to, I want to raise my own children. I am a woman. Like, I do need a man. Then society won't feel the, the need or power to control you in certain ways that you might not even realize. Well, you know what? I actually brought an expert on this. I brought in um, a woman who was actually, um, she, woke, she broke the world record for the deadlift. This was, I don't know, a few years ago. Oh. She went viral. Mm -hmm. I believe we have a clip of her breaking the record. Oh, God. Um, Malik, do you have that? Oh, she's beautiful. Oh, she's beautiful. Now, punch in on this, Malik. You can make the screen bigger. Don't she's be shy, buddy. Explore the room. She's stunning. So let's see the entire uh, tweet, if we can. Shoulders for me. So, you know, this is something that we've covered before, mm. but with this new world record that just happened, um, here's the one and only beautiful woman named Zuby. Um, right there, he says, my record-breaking deadlift video has now reached 2 million views. Thank you. If you click on the main thing, because it's a quote tweet, if you click gotcha. on the main tweet, you'll get to it. Yeah. I keep hearing about how biological men don't have any physical strength advantage over women. This is 2019. It's mm -hmm. so funny how this is... <laughs> Four years ago, we're still having this conversation. Mm -hmm. So watch wow. me destroy the British women's deadlift record without even trying. But just to be clear, you identified as a woman whilst, whilst, what British word is this? Whilst. I'm whilst. Whilst. <laughs> Shakespearean. <laughs> Lifting the weight. Don't be a bigot. Just like you were trying to be a bigot, saying that he couldn't be mm -hmm. a woman. Raquel. <laughs> pronouns. So pronouns. So if we could play the clip of the lovely woman, uh, Zuby, who identified as a woman, how soon to prior, whilst uh, um, doing this lift, did you identify as a woman? Yeah, so I'm gender fluid. Okay. So when I lift weights and want to break records, in that moment, I feel more in my female energy. Got oh. it. I so actually just, know oh, exactly oh. how you feel. Right before. Yeah. I identify as like an ATM machine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I mean, a cash bag. I mean, whatever you want to call Why it. Not? A credit card, a black card. I identify as all of those things Respect. as well. Respect. I like that. When the fluidity works for me. Yes. Exactly. Of course. And then sometimes when the guy runs out of money, you uh, identify as an exit sign. Precisely. I get it. No doubt. So let's watch uh, Zuby, who identified as a woman, break the world's record. Uh, this is prior to the new Canadian record. Yeah, this was, this, ahead, was the, this was the breaking the British record to be This was breaking precise. the British record. British, British women's record, yeah. Zubiana. 
It wasn't very hard. Look at her go, guys. All right. Great job. Thank you. So when, when is, obviously this conversation has a lot of sarcasm uh, attached to it. Um, but for you ladies, I don't think this is a joke because you're losing. Yeah. You're losing to men. Yeah. No. How does this make you feel, Raquel? I think men are just trying to take over everything. You know, that's just my opinion. And that's cool too. I mean, whatever, do what you got to do. Well, not just men. It's not, not like cool, actually. I don't Fit even X or Zuby can actually like walk in the talk. room. Like, oh, that's cool. They have to <laughs> identify as a woman. So is it that fake women are trying to take over or that men are trying to take over? Everyone's that's really complex. Like that's a is really, it? yeah, that's super complex because we're talking about men that believe that they're women. And then we're talking about men that like, are like, I'm a man, you know, mm. and you, those, they don't really intertwine. Maybe they do, but they don't really intertwine necessarily. Can I like, jump in here? Yeah, yeah, go ahead, Zuby, since you're the because, world record holder <laughs> yeah. for the women. Women are way too nice in this conversation. And this is why this is happening. Yeah. Women are Definitely. way too nice and way too politically correct. A man cannot yeah. be a woman. Yeah. A woman cannot be a man. You can identify as however you want, dress how you want, whatever. Whether I understand it or not, that doesn't matter. But males are physically, biologically different to females. Yeah. We yes. are, men are bigger, taller, stronger, greater bone density, faster reflexes, more precise throwing. Men, male and female sports divisions have been separated for since before people knew what science yeah. was. Mm -hmm. There are Correct. reasons for this. Everyone recognizes it. Mm -hmm. Everyone knows it. And too many people are playing this game of, this is why I don't respect the pronouns, by the way. I will say mm -hmm. he, that was a man who lifted that weight. Because mm -hmm. once you start saying she, her, now you're giving, them, you're giving them the platform to be like, oh, well, you know, you're saying she, so it's a woman or whatever. Um, the whole thing's absurd. Like, I think it's insane that I did that four and a half years ago to make a point, and fast forward, Four years later, this conversation is still raging yeah, on and swimming and powerlifting. I think it's even it's stronger insane. than it was four years you've got, ago. You've, yeah. you've, so got, much more. you've got men now winning female beauty pageants. Yeah. I know. This is so disrespectful. That was in the Netherlands, I believe. Yes. It, it happened in the U.S. It happened in the Netherlands. It's so... This, you want to know... It happened in the U.S.? Dude, we hear a lot about misogyny. Yeah. This is the real misogyny. Mm -hmm. The yeah. idea that you can just wear womanhood as a costume, mm -hmm. that a guy can just... Dylan Mul Mulvaney or any of these people can just throw on some makeup and throw on a, hey, I'm a girl. It's like, I think it's so disrespectful to women. Yeah. I think it's genuine misogyny because you're actually basically saying that they don't really exist. I agree They're with not you. A yeah. distinct and I'll tell you why. And I really want to get the ladies to actually say how you feel on this. Because yeah. I agree. <laughs> Us men, we're like, yeah, it's kind of fucking weird. And obviously men are a little bit more uh, non-willing uh, yeah. to basically push the boundaries and like, so if we were in a, a men's contest and some woman won and it was all men for whatever, we would be like, what the fuck's happening right well, now? Well, it, it wouldn't happen. It wouldn't happen, true. It's a one-way problem. But um, I also say the same thing about... <laughs> yeah, there she is. His name is Brian as well. His name yeah. is Brian. See, these women stood there smiling. Like pretty. if we, what's what that? Because what? He's not even pretty. How dare you say that? Lizzo looks great there. It's like South Park. How's this real? See, I want to see. I want to get the ladies' thoughts on this and be real for a second here, because we've already done the dirt, the, the legwork here. 
Finish it off. Well, I want to apply this exact same concept to the body positivity movement because they do the very similar things. They'll go out and put plus-size women on the front cover of Vogue and all of these magazines. You walk into Target and all you see is plus-size women. And they glorify that beauty and say, this is beautiful. This is true beauty. And I think it's so disgusting to tell all these other women, that women who actually work so hard, who exercise so hard and they really try to be healthy and then you tell those women that they're being unhealthy that they're ugly because they're maybe smaller because they're actually real health and then you uplift the obese woman saying that you guys are healthy and you guys are beautiful and to me it's a very similar dynamic because you're brainwashing this generation of overweight women and you're telling them you are beautiful you're amazing when everyone knows it's not healthy, everyone knows it's not beautiful. And so, you know, they take the, case, the same concept and flip it on obese women and it's very harmful. I think there's a lot of confusion. And I think that confusion is coming from the breakdown of the family unit. And I also think it's from eating hormones that are in animal products. And I think it's actually influencing the microbiome. I think it's influencing the brain. And I think it's confusing people deeply. And I think it's a problem that we're not addressing. It's altering our genes from genetically modified food organisms. There's a whole, I believe, there's a whole concept of not wanting to procreate mm. so as to feed an agenda. And I think that it's a plan that's rolling out. And unfortunately, it's trending. And unfortunately, there's adoption. And uh, unfortunately, um, you know, we've got to speak up about it. And I think that mothers need to speak up about it regarding their children in schools. Oh, yeah. I don't know any trans person, and I work with a lot of people, who have come to me who said, I am so glad I took those hormones 15 years ago when I decided to transition. Not one. You don't hear about it in the media either. They are regretting they took those hormones because their health is destroyed for the rest of their lives. Respect okay. to you. We'll leave it right there. So last story, guys. Uh, thank you for your input, and thank you for actually being real. It's so funny how uh, you were emphatic right there. You laid the law down, but when your beautiful daughter said, I'm going to do OnlyFans, you were like, <laughs> well, I think maybe that you should reconsider. It's great. Good to see the passion right here. Right, Stephanie? Can I say one thing? Yes. Yes. Can I say one thing on the trans Sure. Just to say, because I actually have friends that are trans. Yeah. And I can say for a fact, I look at them, I love them, mm -hmm. I will call them and identify them as whatever they want to be identified as because I don't have a problem with that. Mm -hmm. If you tell me you want to be an ATM machine, okay, you'll be an ATM machine. Whatever you want to do, babe. But when it comes to competitions, mm -hmm. then that's different because when it comes into the like, biological matter, then it's like if you want to be competing, I think you should have your own personal platform for that. Like I think it should be separate because, yeah, you can identify as a woman, but when mm -hmm. it comes to your strength, or your whatever it is, like, yeah, you're going to have that male part. So, therefore, if you want to be competing and identifying as a woman, then you should have your own personal, like... Well, I'll say one thing to that, and, th and then we'll get to the last topic. Uh, the two things that I have a problem with are anything to do with children. Mm -hmm. Anything to do with mm -hmm. children. When you have 6-year-olds, 8-year-olds, 10-year-olds, 12-year-olds making life-altering decisions, yeah. hormone blockers, puberty blockers, cutting things off, moving things around... You gotta be 16 to drive a car, you gotta be 18 to vote, you gotta be 21 to drink, but you could be 12 and change your sex. It's just mind-numbing to yeah. me. That's number one. And then number two is the competition thing. Mm -hmm. Like, 
I played college football. I know you were an athlete at some point. Yeah. I mean, this guy's a beast over here. Same. Like, I would beat the shit out of you women yeah. in the most respectful way. You put me yeah. on a football field, yeah. basketball court, like, you don't have a chance. Yeah, no. You go deadlifting, powerlifting against these guys. Yeah. Like, it wouldn't my be elbow fair. now, right? In the, oh. So the point is, I don't think it's fair. It is Now, fair. to your point about the friends and identifying yeah, as this. Yeah, I have friends, too. Okay, that's you know? cool. But I will say not, this. I'll say about. this, and we'll leave it here. There's a difference between the truth and I'm living my truth. That's fine. Live your truth. Live what you want to be a kangaroo. You want to be an ATM machine. Yeah. You want to be a dinosaur. And you that's can't, cool. And you can't but, force people to entertain that either. That's true. If you want to identify as whatever you want, mm -hmm. you can feel and right. do whatever you want, but you can't force right. me and everyone else to. Because your thing might be different day by day, week by week, yeah. year by year. Now I got to comply with all that. Um, we'll leave it there. Last thing. Um, there's this thing. Uh, let's pull up this, this uh, tweet about bromances, would you, Malik? <laughs> okay. So we got to wrap up here in the next 10 minutes, guys. So I want to um, get you guys talking about this. So there's this concept on bromances. I love what you had to say about um, sort of the brainwashing and social norms, and they want to make people feel a certain way and not a certain way. I want to get your thoughts on this because there's a lot of men watching. Um, pull up this tweet, would you, Malik? So here's a tweet. Um, it's the last one I sent you. I, I believe it was Tristan Tate that did it. Here we go. Punch in. So scroll down a little bit. So, so we can read the article, then we'll work our way back up. So straight men in bromances Whoa. kiss, cuddle, <laughs> and stand around naked together. Okay? <laughs> this is talking about the brainwashing. Scroll down a little bit just to see these two totally normal straight men doing what they got to do. Straight men often kiss <laughs> and cuddle, according clickbait. to new research into bromances. This is this Yes, clickbait. this is a... Um, <laughs> scroll down just one more. Okay. Keep going. Uh, go, go back up. So, um, Tristan Tate said, platonic male friendships are arguably the most important thing in a man's life. No doubt. The Matrix tries to make them gay or toxic. I assure you none of this is true. At most, we will, take, we will all take a piss in the same... Bushes while camping or fishing. Platonic male friendships are beautiful. I said men need friends, full stop. I agree with Tate. Let's not make it gay or toxic. By the way, the same for women, you know? Uh, fellas, be weary of women who only have male friends. No bueno. By the way, if you ever meet women who are like, yeah, all my friends are guys. Yeah, I don't really, I don't really get along with girls. All my friends are guys. She fucked all those guys, in my opinion, okay? Also, be aware, be wary of any dude who's like, yeah, I don't have any guy friends. No guy friends. Just, I'm only friends with girls, that's it. Only friends with girls. Like, you don't have one homie? You don't have one buddy? Not? Zero? Don't trust you, bro. <laughs> Same goes both ways. The point is we need friends. Pull up the thing one more time. But I, I, I want, uh, if you go down to the point of the article. Um, straight men in bromances kiss, cuddle, and stand around and naked together. <laughs> I'm going to go out on a limb here, guys. Is that what you did? And say they just need to cross off straight and just say gay men. Mm -hmm. Gay men in bromances kiss, cuddle, and stand around naked. That's what gay men do, okay? <laughs> uh, I'm straight. Zuby, you're straight in a relationship. You're straight. You ever doing that with your buddies? No. Fit? I, never. Is this a thing? <laughs> no. Like, it's, speaking it's, as a straight man, you ever yeah. kissing and cuddling and bromancing it up? No. Never? I, I do think that thing was a hoax. Okay, but... I don't think that's a real article. I don't know if it is or I don't know if it isn't. But, I think but the point is, a, we're in such a, a time, uh, a period of our life that 
It actually may be real. Yeah, and it's actually, we need to comment on it. So how the, I mean, the I would say there's definitely a lot of men that are gay DL. A lot. Like, a so, lot. From having a, a gay best friend, there were men yes. that had tried with me that were also in his DMs. Okay. That were full yeah. on like gym, gym guys. And like you, you look at their socials and you think they're straight. Oh, he's a straight man. Some of them have girlfriends. Some of them are, are married. He has so many stories of men that are married with kids and hit him up. Okay, so let's, mm -hmm. let's, I get it. I think, guys are getting gayer and gayer. Let's play a little game. Yeah. This is, we, we just established FitX. This is a weird question. This is a weird question. Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to out myself right now. Here it is. Ready? I'm going on the record. 100% of the people that I've ever hooked up with or had sex with have been women. I'm batting 1,000 here, guys. 100%. Have you ever done any of this weird stuff with a guy? Never. And that's fine. If you were gay, that's, that's, that's it. But as a straight man, that's not what you do. Exactly. Zuby? Absolutely not. On the record. Okay, ladies, let's play a little game. Let's start with our friend Val. Val, <laughs> have you ever kissed one of your girlfriends? Uh, yes. Okay. Like, obviously. Duh. Mm -hmm. So you've kissed. Raquel, have you ever kissed another girl? Yeah. Okay. Stephanie? You ever kissed another girl drunk, whatever? Have you ever? Yeah. You have. Okay? Yes. Yes? Mom and daughter, this is getting weird, but <laughs> you ever kissed another girl? Yes. No. You have? I have not. No, but you're 18, so that's it. <laughs> Nat. Super straight. I know you're going to say no, but. No. You've kissed another girl. Stop. <laughs> okay. What's my point here? There's sort of a distinction. There's sort of a spectrum here. I don't know too many guys that are bi. I'm not saying that it's not possible. Not we know Destiny kind of has this thing going on. That's fine. I, I, I like Destiny. But I don't know many guys that you're just like, no, nah, I'm, 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 I'm on this team. That's how I roll. Well, maybe because they're not open about it. Girls, I think, no. I, don't, I, I think, think girls are not, not, open, about just not it. open about it because they're scared so of people judging them. So here, here's my thought. Those guys are actually just gay. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. But okay. then they get in relationships with women because they're trying right. to fit into society when in reality they Correct. want to be with men. They're called right. beards. What? You ever yeah. heard so that term? It doesn't mean that they're right. not there. It just means that you don't know about them because so they're not as open point as is, we are. So my point is, I think at, at this point in, in, in the world today, it's actually cooler to be gay. Right. It's actually cooler to be well, part of the... Yeah. It's better yeah, for sure. It's actually cooler Companies. to be trans. Yeah. Well, you're trans trending. is the new trend. Yeah, yeah you're trending. Literally. So I don't know anybody that's hiding it these days. <laughs> so it's almost like the hypocrisy, and I like what you talk about, like the brainwashing of social norms. It's like, I, don't, I, I know dudes that are dudes, and I know guys that are gay. And they're, hey, what's up? You're my homie. You're my gay buddy. How you doing? Like, that's fine. But this, whether this article is real or fake, I don't know. Guys aren't doing this. No. But I feel like it's sort of seeping into culture. They're like, go ahead, have a gay bromance, buddy. Yeah. Right? FedEx, am I going crazy here? No, I think you're I feel like I'm fucking right. Mugatu taking crazy pills out here. I think, I think it's, it's to shame traditional male relationships mm -hmm. and call it toxic. Mm -hmm. Correct. Right, and then mm. push us to be more feminized so we are easily controlled. There we go, mm. and bingo. Then, and then tell us that it's okay to act like this when a lot of guys don't want to act like this. 100%. In, in school, they bullied me 
for being a white heterosexual female. And they were oh, like, I can't disgusting. believe that you're not gay or bisexual really? or lesbian. Well, like over 20% of your generation in the USA is oh, now right. identifying as LGBTQ. Yes. I know, and, like, and I, wouldn't, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't go to the norms, and they would get so angry at me for not doing that. And the woman would push me and be like, you should stay fat, like you should stay obese, stay overweight, like that's beautiful. Because women even now like will like toxic and hate on each other so that they don't get men. And now like they, they, they'll, they'll like take both women will be like, let's be lesbians, let's do this. Women sabotage each other so much. They sabotage each other so that they don't have p good lives because I lose, I've lost so many friends since losing yeah. weight, getting into a long-term relationship, being traditional. My old friends hate me now because I'm now a traditional good woman. Good for you. Mm -hmm. And it's, but it's <laughs> Your friends hate you, why? Because you. I'm a traditional woman who isn't bisexual, lesbian, fat, ugly, disgusting, sitting at home, eating my life away. Um, so crazy. they hate me for that, and they oh, and they even some people still try to tear my relationship apart. Say, oh, they're bad for you because you're traditional. That's terrible. Don't be that way. Be Where a boss, did you go? Babe. Where did you go to yeah. school? Northern California. Northern California. Shout out to you guys. Financially, but, this is a whole thing where it's like now companies are taking advantage just to make money from it. Yep. Mm -hmm. So it's yeah. an incentive for you to be gay and trans. And mm -hmm. there's, it's funny. I was t looking at um, Blair White, I believe it is. She's on YouTube. Shout out to you. Um, she was saying how trans people they don't want to be like exposed. They don't want to be known as like, hey, I'm a man. Like when people transition, they are hiding the fact that who their old identity is. Yeah. So it's like when you have these companies trying to make money and do all these things, it's like you're taking advantage That's of people wild. who maybe are struggling with something and you're trying to make money from them and it's it's sad it's disturbing and it comes down to the boundaries right how far is enough or how far mm -hmm. do you allow because people will take advantage and that's where mm -hmm. they say hey mm -hmm. let's make money from this mm -hmm. yeah. so speaking of money speaking of stats you said 20% of Gen Z identify as part of the LGBT Alphabet community, community. Yeah. Mm -hmm. and by the way just for the record uh, I've said this when I did stand-up comedy for many years and I said it again uh, it's not racist if you make fun of Everybody, <laughs> okay? You could get it, you can get it, you can get it, you can get it. It's only racist if it's like, only you can get it, this person. So I have gay friends. I lived in Miami Beach my whole life. Huge gay community. I've worked in nightlife. Got gay friends galore. But what's happening today's society is sort of like you're pushing things down people's throat. No pun intended. Shout out to the gay guys. Um, <laughs> God. But yeah. Zuby hit the, the number on the head. Pull up this stat, which is very interesting. And this is kind of what you're talking about, brainwashing and pushing narratives and challenging social norms and basically telling people, don't believe your lying eyes, okay? So today, 7.2% of US adults identify as LGBT. Cool, 7.2%. Huh, what was that many years ago? Yeah. What's weird is only in 2014, so 10 years ago, um, millennials were the highest generation that identified as LGBT. It was 6%. Every other generation younger than that, I'm sorry, older than that, uh, Gen X, baby boomers, and traditionalists were basically hovering at 2-3%. Cool? So let's fast forward to 2022. This is last year. I'm sure they'll have updated stats, and it'll get even more colorful, if you know what I mean, by next year. But in 2022... Now, I'll ask you, you said that, um, you know, a lot of people in, in, in your uh, grade were shaming you? Yeah. Okay, gotcha. So, who do you think is more comfortable being gay or basically expressing their beliefs, oh, right? 
meaning an 80-year-old man or an 18-year-old girl or an 18-year-old boy? Who's more comfortable saying what they feel? An 80-year-old man. What is it? 80-year-old man. Why an 80-year-old man? Because he's lived his life, especially if he's lived his life gay, he knows okay. more than if an 80-year-old. If you've met any 80-year-old person, <laughs> they're just going to say what the fuck they got to say. <laughs> That's yeah. true. I've been living this life, yeah, I don't give a shit if you think I'm racist, man. if you think I'm sexist, I'm 80. Oh, but today I don't give anyways. a shit what you have to say, right? Do we all yeah. agree on this? Yeah. Yes. Okay, they don't care. They're like, dude, I'll be dead in a couple years. Yeah. <laughs> Let it rip, buddy. So what's interesting about this stat, if you can pull this back up, 1.7% of traditionalists born before 1946, okay, so they're well into their 80s at this point, 1.7% identify as being part of the LGBTQ community. Okay, cool. The generation after that is baby boomers, which are basically a lot of our parents, or even grandparents for that matter, depending on your age. 2.7%, um, not a huge number, not a huge increase. The generation after that, uh, Gen X, which I don't know if anybody, you might be a Gen Xer, right? That's right, looking hot. 3.3%, um, so nothing crazy. So the people who are basically 45 plus, you know, it's sort of, you know, one, two, three percent gay. Cool. What's weird, though, when it gets to millennials and Gen Z, check out this stat. Eleven percent is skyrockets for millennials. OK, so millennials, you know, diverse, accepting. Right. They're eleven point two percent thinking. All right. They are identifying. Here's where it gets weird. OK, the Gen Z community, they're saying they're basically saying millennials. Oh, you think you're gay? Well, hold my beer. Hold my skinny margarita here, okay? Because 19.7, almost 20%, which Zuby highlighted, identifies part as the LGBT community. So, do I respect gay people? Sure. Do I, do, should gay people have equal rights? No doubt. I don't, I don't think yes. anybody has a problem with, with, with gay people or anything these days. But what I do have a problem with is, how did it go that in 2014, it was a couple percentage of people identified, but by 2022 last year, 20% of the LGBT identify, Gen Z identify as LGBT, explain this to me. Somebody talk math to me. It's Go all, ahead, Raquel. I have an idea. So I think it's safe to say, I mean, there were computers, but I think it's safe to say that millennials more so got the computer the internet, et cetera, et cetera. Social so, media. Social media. That's what I was going to say. So now, you know, they will say there's no crime down the street, but now because somebody has a phone and they can record it, now that crime is documented. Yeah. So now we're seeing it more. So the same thing, I think, could potentially be with gay communities, LGBTQ, plus, plus, whatever. Now people are like, well, I'm this and I'm that, and this person's this, and I'm pers mm -hmm. that person's that, so now everybody sees them, they're like, well, I'm that too. Mm -hmm. And then now it's be created this whole, like, this normalcy. Or oh, could it be, <laughs> or could it be, like our friend Penelope uh, had to say, she was shamed for just being a 18-year-old white woman in her country. Well, that's the thing too with kids, So now, if she said, <laughs> listen, I'm actually 300 plus pounds, and I'm lesbian, and I'm actually thinking about going through a transition. I'm assuming you would have been showered with love in yeah. your community. Totally, I have. There were people. Explain that. There, so, explain which part. 
everything. Okay, so <laughs> if I was like, hey, I'm gonna be a guy and I'm gonna get surgery and I identify as a cat and I'm really <laughs> excited about it, then all the girls and all my friends would have been like, that's amazing, like, I'm so excited. Okay, cat, we're gonna help you, we're gonna support <laughs> you. Go ahead, be a cat. Um, if I was like, yeah, I, like, and when I was overweight and I ate junk food, the people online and my friends would be like, oh, it's fine, let's go get some pizza. Oh, it's fine, you can have the pizza, you can have the ice cream, because if I said no, I had an eating disorder which is wild to me, because I was 300 pounds. I looked <laughs> disgusting, I swear I did. I lived in my room, in dark room in bed, and they told me, oh, just eat more pizza, eat more ice cream, it's okay, you're beautiful, girl. I was literally dying, and no one cared. Mm. No one, my therapist didn't say anything either. They were like, wow. oh, you're fine, you're gorgeous, you're amazing, you're an amazing person. That doesn't help the situation. Helene, you want to weigh in on well, your daughter's situation? Not, uh, other people cared. You cared. I cared a lot. You cared, but my friends didn't care. They wanted yeah. me to be but a... But the, the elephant in the room was that the doctor was trying to tiptoe around it. Your therapist had stopped talking about it. I mean, it was, it was shocking, actually. Why do you think they did that? Because Such a touchy there's a psychological mm -hmm. understanding um, in their field that by highlighting a problem, it emphasizes mm -hmm. it in, in their ideology. Yeah. And so I, I was very vocal about it to Penelope, uh, and she, she knows that. And, and they tried to give me pills for everything. Yeah. Pills mm -hmm. for anxiety, pills yep. for depression, ADHD. pills for being overweight, ah. pills for yes. all these problems. They Instead of, you. just get healthy, that. just take control of your mental health. Take the easy way out and take some pills. Don't no. work out, don't eat healthy. We didn't exactly. get her Don't look pills. in the mirror and try to no. fix it. Just take these pills. Never no. once did I take yeah. a pill. It's no, the Step It Up program was what we did. And we didn't use pills, because pills don't build skills. Mm -hmm. And oh, she did I it. She that. turned it around. But pills pay the bills. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. They shouldn't, but they shouldn't. That's true. Anyway, I, look, I don't, did I force feed any of these answers to you ladies? Like, no. you can say whatever you want to say. No. There, is there anyone here that has a different point of view? I'd love to hear it. Anyone? I'm not a lady. I have a point of view on this. OK. <laughs> <laughs> points of view on lots of things. Um, well, in terms of what's going on here, obviously it's, it's, a, it's a number of factors. It's a social contagion. Um, it has become trendy to claim you're part of the alphabet community. Mm -hmm. Something I saw that's actually interesting is, someone can fact check me on this, but apparently the percentage of people in each of those demographics who's actually having same-sex relationships, um, like in the true sense, mm -hmm. has not changed across the board. So out of those 20% of people mm -hmm. who are saying, hey, I'm part of the alphabet community, ah. only the standard 2 to 4%, just mm -hmm. like in all those other generations, is actually guys who are like getting with guys. So and it's more of like a cloud chasing. Exactly. It's cool exactly. to be it's trans. Cool to be part yeah. of it. And yeah. now, it's cool and to be part of that. That's what I was trying to say, but yeah. I'm the worst. And if you think yeah. we're gonna work on speaking English, and you got also this. if you think with the older generation, right, it used to just be yeah. LGB, mm -hmm. yeah. which is very clear what that means: lesbian, yeah. gay, right. bisexual. Yeah. Yes. Once you yeah. add the T and the Q and the I A A P plus and whatever, it's just like anything. Oh, I just dyed my hair blue. It just now jumped I'm a shark, mm -hmm. right? I've dyed my hair blue, Nothing so now I'm part of the community. Anymore. Oh, I said yes. I'm non-binary three minutes ago. I'm a they/them, so now I'm part of the community. People are just like identifying into it. So their behaviors aren't even changing. They're just saying, hey, I'm Very good thing. point. And they'll even be like, they'll be overweight and be like, I identify as skinny. So then they make people call them skinny. And no you're like, way. but that's denying yeah. the truth. That's really. disturbing. Well, right? listen, that's it's disturbing. time to wrap up. Listen, as an 80-year-old black man who's been in the media business for four score or seven years ago, I've been doing this. 
But I, look, here's one of the great things I love about uh, what we do here at Valuetainment and on SauceCast is you're not going to see these types of conversations on mainstream yeah. media. Mm -hmm. They're going to bury this and they're going to say, stay fat. It's fine. Lizzo's beautiful. Yeah. And just take this pill because you highlighted uh, that United States and New Zealand are the only countries in the world that uh, oh, allowed direct big pharma is allowed to advertise to consumer on consumer prescription oh, yeah. advertising. So that. you got to think for yourself and you got to cut through the clutter. Mm -hmm. And I get it. If you want to uh, identify as a cat, cue Nat, meow, boom, uh, <laughs> that's fine. But I don't care how many times she tells me she's a cat and poops in the litter box at my house. Enough's enough, Nat. You're not a cat. <laughs> okay? Meow. Just like, you know, if you're 300 pounds, you're not skinny. And just like uh, the LGBT stats kind of show that if you're not actually hooking up with the same-sex dude, it's like you're kind of... Doing it for clout. Yeah. It's weird. It's a weird conversation. So uh, I appreciate everybody uh, giving their opinion. Uh, this is what is called the happy ending hey. portion of the show, where everybody has an opportunity to uh, give their biggest takeaway from the show, what they learned, what they want to express, and uh, look into each of the cameras and tell the people where to find you. Let's start with the mother-daughter duo that's taken over the world, hey. okay? And they're stepping it up. Uh, ladies, let us know where to find you. Okay, so you'll find us at Step It Ups on Instagram, and then you can also just search stepitup.life to find more information about our program that we just launched this month. Uh, one thing I really would like to say is that no matter how big or how small you are, no matter what kind of problems you're going through, whether it's mentally, physically, emotionally, the Step It Up program is the best place to step up your mental health, your life, your spirituality, everything. You can step up with the Step It Up program. And there's no too early to start, too late to start. You can start now. You can start today. Don't start tomorrow. Do it now because your life depends on it and your future depends on it. Mm-hmm. And Lizzo, uh, you have our contact information. Yay. You can reach out to the mother-daughter duo and reach out that way. We love okay. you, Lizzo. Any final words on, on your end? I think the community is really important when it comes to making lifestyle change. And that's one really unique aspect of what we offer, as well as emotional regulation. And I think that that's something that's lacking in the programs out there. So we hope you'll join us. And thank you for having us. Yeah, you're welcome. How about you? Karma. Sing us your biggest takeaway. Usually I have you sing. I didn't have it. And do it today. Give us a little song. Give us a little breath of fresh air. Let's see what you got. Through the pressure or the pain, I will make it either way. Got no problems on my plate. I replace them for my faith. That's beautiful. She's great. That's beautiful. You can find her where? Karma, <laughs> the official, and I also, Karma, the official, you can find me on Instagram. Uh, all of my platforms are on there with my music, and I also stream on Twitch if you ever play video games. Mm. Nice. Karma with a K. Karma with a K. There it is. Well, we have a, a new uh, singer that would like to sing. Stephanie. Oh, Stephanie. I know that you have a great voice. <laughs> I cannot. And I know that you specifically <laughs> requested to sing a song. No, I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> He's so cute. You said, Adam, even if I'm shy, make me sing. That's what you said. Oh, I must have forgot this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> well, Stephanie, you're lovely. You're very sweet. Thank you. You're very feminine. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Um, and thank you for being on. 
You're welcome back anytime. Thank you for inviting you, me. You, anytime. You're allowed to yell and be disrespectful. That You can do that, too. Okay. You've been very respectful. So <laughs> okay. is there anything that's on your mind? What was your biggest takeaway from being on the show? And uh, where can people find you? Um, I think my biggest takeaway is the whole, um, what's it called? Passport bros? I didn't know what that was. Oh. <laughs> yeah. So that you're looking bad. for a passport bro. <laughs> yeah. Well, to all the passport bros uh, out there in the chat, <laughs> Stephanie is single and, and ready lives to in mingle. Miami, but we cannot tell you where to find her. You got to go find her yourself in real yeah. life. But you can find her on social at uh, my full name, Stephanie Vialba, um, on TikTok and Instagram. There it is, and uh, everyone's socials are going to be down below. Uh, yeah, down my below. Last name is like okay, let's yeah. wrap up with the two ladies, and the gentlemen will be the happiest of happy endings. Yeah. Raquel Rosario. What did you take from this episode where people find you? Uh, I think I took away that I have a disability. <laughs> um, I learned more that I'm terrible at discussing topics. And to find me, it's your hairdresser or just Raquel Rose, and it's with an A. Yeah, but we also found out that you're actually pretty funny. Yeah, yeah. So thank Maybe I'll take up comedy. So, sometimes self-deprecating humor is the best types of humor. You can teach so me. So go for it. <laughs> yes, I taught this girl how to read, yes. so we'll teach you how to speak. Thank you. Congra oh, my God. Congratulations. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, Val, um, how about you? Um, I don't think I had, like, a takeaway or anything. I just enjoy being able to have these kind of topics with people, and it actually go, like, a good way, like, hearing different perspectives and also just finding, like, a middle ground in between all perspectives. I don't know okay. if that makes sense. But. Uh, we'll come to you last because I know you have some super chats. Oh, We're wait, still wait gonna my handle. Oh, shit, my don't bad. Forget about my my bad. handle. You can find me on Instagram, TikTok, and, um, you know, the spicy sites as uh, Ballet Bragg. So. The spicy sites. <laughs> you got to get that plug in there. Okay. Fit X Fearless, pleasure to have you here. Thank you for coming in from Colombia. Appreciate uh, it, appreciate you're it. you're you're an absolute physical specimen. Thank Don't you. hurt him out there, bro. Uh, what would you like the people to know, or the people who find you? Uh, you can find me on all platforms at FitX Fearless. Um, my biggest takeaway was I like the open mind open mindedness of the of the panel, and understanding the the ideology and the intention behind all this, the programming. I thought that was a good perspective. And what I want to say is everybody should have more responsibility, mm -hmm. men and women, for whatever we want. Responsibility is everything. Mm -hmm. right. And by responsibility, you mean accountability? Everything. Like, you okay. should be accountable and responsible for your life, the problems, the, the good and the bad. And that's, how, that's what will allow you to get what you want from the opposite sex and life. Nice. All right, cool, bro. Zuby, take us home. I, I will say one thing about Zuby. I always learn something when Zuby's on the panel. So thank Appreciate you for it. always you. Billing, being willing to, sure. to teach the folks out there. I appreciate it, man. Um, I'll just give some, some words of encouragement, and I think this is based on our conversation, but I think I just want to encourage people to two things, to be honest, to tell the truth, and to be courageous. I think so, at the root of so many problems that we're having are just an unwillingness for people to do that. And I think that honesty has somehow been conflated these days with some type of cruelty or bigotry or being mean and I think you can I think the truth is kind 
right? I think if you deliver the truth and you are honest with people with tact, whether you agree, disagree, whatever perspective that you're coming from, then people appreciate that and actually ultimately it's good for individuals. And where people can find me, I'm on all social media at Zuby Music, that is Z-U-B-Y Music. I'm on Twitter, which is now known as X, Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, all of them at Zuby Music. Now known as X, by the way. That's, That's your it. biggest platform, oh, yeah. I want to say. Yeah, man. By the way, real quick, you, you sat down with Elon Musk. Yeah, I had him on How my podcast less, uh, not long ago. How was that? It was awesome, man. Yeah. He's a, he's a good guy. Uh, he's funny. Obviously, he's inspirational. He's mm -hmm. uh, fairly successful. He's done, done a he's few done things. He's done okay. He's only he's, richest he's, man he's, in the world. He's done all right. <laughs> you know, he's done okay. all right. Um, but, the but truth he, will set you free, Zuby. Don't sugarcoat <laughs> him. <laughs> yeah, but, no, but he, he's a real dude, man. Yeah. He's a real dude. Well, what um, did you uh, learn about him that you didn't know going in, or what would you say that uh, people don't understand about Elon Musk that you full-on realized after interviewing him. Okay, first immediate thing was he's taller and bigger than I thought he was. He's a big dude. Um, but I think that he genuinely, he genuinely cares about and wants the best for humanity. And I don't think there are many of these like well-known super mega billionaires That's and true. tech giants who are genuinely pro-human. Um, I have concerns with him, which I voiced about his whole Neuralink thing about, you know, putting chips in people's brains. I've, yeah. got, I've got massive concerns about that. But with, with, with everything else, um, I think he's genuinely operating from a perspective of how can, I, how can I help make humanity better? And I think it's very good that the world's richest man is operating from that rather than some yeah. strange perspective of, uh, there's too many people on this planet. How can we... Right. Bump off it's good that he's billion. a humanist. Yeah, yeah. Right. Well, I, I appreciate you being here, and I actually uh, really enjoyed that interview that Thanks, you did man. with, uh, you know, the average successful guy, Elon Musk. No big deal. <laughs> Little rocket man. Um, all right. Nat? Yes. Uh, you got super some chats. super chats, and then we'll wrap up. Yes. Well, thank you all for tuning in today. Thank you for super chats. Quickly, I'm going to go through them. Thank you so much. We have our first super chat from Ram uh, Seti. In 2013, gender dysphoria was removed from the DSM. This has kata Catalyze everything we see today, including the fad rise uh, starting in 2014. Then we have Crypto Keeper. Uh, we never heard Adam's Hispanic accent this episode. <laughs> oh, unfortunate. Well, stay tuned. Lo siento, mi amigos. Okay, necesito hablar mucho. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, all right. I love that. Then we have a uh, baddies on my balls again. <laughs> Natty is such a baddie. Thank you so much. Nat we, <laughs> Natalia. Okay, I okay. won't say it. Then we have a uh, Coach simping Jamba Juice out of a straw. Says, not good job maintaining frame, not letting Adam talk over you, rock on. We do have a show <laughs> to get through, though, but thank you. Uh, then we have a Lindell uh, IDN. Women wanting to go traditional as if they weren't the ones contributing to the erosion is hilarious. Let me check for the last Super Chats. I think that is it. All right. Well, thank you all for Super Chats today. We appreciate you. Make sure you subscribe. Do all that fun stuff. Um, happy ending. Thank you all for taking the time and spending time to have conversation. Uh, quickly, my takeaway was kind of giving your perspective in different um, places why people value. Uh, and that's why they move to certain places. So I love that. I didn't even think about that. Well, cool. And um, thank you, Sauce. Thanks, Nat. Great job And today. thank you guys for being on the panel. And thank you guys for watching at home, on the internet, on your social media devices, on whatever neural link Elon Musk put in your brain, <laughs> whatever you got watching this show. We appreciate it. Please subscribe to Valuetainment and to the Sauscast. We appreciate that. And uh, Malik. Can we get a camera on Malik yet? Malik. I feel I feel so bad. Malik. But uh, there he is. <laughs> I told you Malik existed. I wasn't gonna leave the show without Malik. But um, 
Thank you guys for being here. We're doing this again uh, every Tuesday Thursday. and every Thursday. Uh, uh, we'll be here uh, Tuesday again. I'm sorry, Thursday again, mm -hmm. uh, 4 p.m. Uh, and shout out to the production team for yes. doing what they do, for making all this happen. But most importantly, thanks to you guys at home. We'll see you guys on Thursday. We're out. It's the sauce cast, baby.